Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. We're back. I'm Dave and I'm with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Dave. How are you? I'm fantastic and I'm glad to be back in the clubhouse in the 31st century covering some Carrie Bates Legion from my request. Yeah, Dave's favorite. Um, yeah, it is good Legion. to be back. For those that don't know, we did the Judge Dredd spinoff show. Yes. Dread um, or Dead. Yeah. And, dead. And, which I think is, a, I describe it as a must listen. Um, and oh, it has too. some Legion crossover because Dan Abnett is a big Judge Dredd writer and has, has written plenty of Judge Dredd, uh, who then later went on to do some Legion. There you go. So there you go. It's the, a very good Legion. Yes, yeah, a very good Legion, which we've covered, and I believe last episode was, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it was the post-Legion lost Abnett Landing Legion, uh, mm -hmm. where they came back, and that was a fun episode. But this time round, uh, we're doing Superboy, starring the Legion of Superheroes, episodes 213 to 218, and then, due to Dave's special request, we're doing Adventure Comics 364, <laughs> which is the Revenge of the Super Pets or something, or the Super Pets Go Crazy. Um, and, gee, they, <laughs> they certainly fucking did go crazy. Can I say that? Like, these Super Pets were having a real bad day at the races. Um, crypto was so disobedient. Um, and uh, The Legionnaires were being kind of... Uh... Dickish. Pricks themselves, though. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Like, Brainy, Brainy was really had an attitude. He was working a big attitude in, in that in that issue. And, uh, yes, but I, him specifically. But I liked it when um, they said that, like, Streaky and Crypto were a bit reluctant. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, Streaky, yeah. Uh, <laughs> reluctant to leave their masters. And Prody, I think, too. Yeah, but the horse wasn't so reluctant. The horse was pretty... He was kind of driving it, really. You know, yeah, yeah. Comet. He was. He was definitely. He had an agenda. Crypto was like. Even Superboy at one point was like, "Come on, Crypto. What about all the great times just we've had together? Like, forget about the Legion, Crypto. Think about like you and I, the hundreds of hours we've spent. You know, issues we've spent <laughs> together. Like that was a fair point. I actually thought. Like I was like, "Come on, Crypto. You know, <laughs> like you are his like loyal companion. Like normally." But it was almost like Crypto and Streaky were sort of like a bit of peer pressure, I felt, you know? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But we'll start out with um, Superboy, Legion of Superheroes 213. Um, the Jaws of Fear, a, a, a pretty cool cover. Um, Mike Grell would have been a young yes, Mike sir. Grell, wouldn't it? Like, you know, this is well prior to Green Arrow and stuff. This is back in the... I think it's 1978, isn't it? I think... They they do the timeline. Uh, uh, nineteen seventy five. Oh five! Wow, mid seventies. Yeah. Okay, funky mid seventies, and disco yeah. I guess was a thing. Um, now, do you want to take us through this one? Was called the Jaws of Fear. Jim Shooter wrote this story. Carrie Bates wrote later issues, but Jim Shooter, uh, the teenage wonder kid, uh, was back writing Legion in the mid seventies, and Mike Grohl was on art duties. Do you want to take us through this one, uh, Adam? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so. Uh... Yeah, you said Superboy 213, uh, yeah, Jaws of Fear. Uh, this one is... Sorry, I'm just trying to get to it. Oh, you're right. Uh, Sorry. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, if I look at the front cover, um, fantastic image of uh, looks like a dinosaur, you know, 
eating what looks like a very Enterprise-like ship, or at least part of it in design. Um, yeah, definitely. The Legion cruiser definitely looks a bit like the Enterprise. Uh, yeah, and then on the first page there, we see Ultra Boy is the one that's kind of freaking out about yeah. the uh, space monster. And if you know Ultra Boy, you know that he got his powers by being swallowed by a giant space dragon. I didn't know that until this issue told me that, and I was very okay. surprised. And can I say, um, page two, Saturn Girl's looking rather fetching. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> Good old and Are you talking about in the, uh, that's the homage to the uh, Last Supper there? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, you're right, actually, with, with Brainy in the center, in the Jesus position. Um, yeah, that is actually a very good homage. I didn't realize that because uh, I was, you know, a very bad, uh, very bad religious person. But now that I see that, yeah, it's very obvious. Who's Judas? Is Judas the Last Supper, or was he, or not? I don't know. I think he was. I don't know where he was placed. That feels like something people should know. Uh, yeah, I guess he was because. Does does I've got a question. At the yeah. Last Supper. Are you religious? Yeah. Do you, do you have any religious kind of knowledge? Yeah, somewhat. Okay, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you a very specific question. In, at the Last Supper, during the events, in any of the kind of chronicles, did Jesus ever say at this table, "Someone will betray me"? Because I feel like I've read that somewhere. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of like foresaw it, and whether that was I think just, so. whether that was magically. Or whether that was just like, I predict that one of you assholes is going to betray me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just like, you know, a bit of paranoia coming into his game. Probably rightly so. Okay, well, it would be interesting to know where Judas was on the last I supper table. I looked it table. up, and it's Wildfire. Okay, well, Wildfire, he's, he's a bit of a lone gunman at times. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Impetuous. <laughs> for sure yeah and in these issues i think is where we first start to see him kind of becoming a little bit of a hothead loose cannon there's an awesome part where he just he tries to just like blaze at superboy at one point yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i'm thinking of that was great i was like wow lucky superboy's invulnerable wildfire <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't remember him doing anything like that previously so yeah i think they're definitely trying to spice him up a little bit but mind you superboy slammed him against a wall at one point as well had him by the throat you know <laughs> right yeah but that was after <laughs> So they've got a bit of a relationship going on. So this was cool. I liked his burglar coming in as like yeah a... Ben Paris Ben Paris. Paris. Cool. Is that a recurring character or is that just a one off? Uh, I think he's mostly a one off. He might show up another time, but not much. I thought he was pretty cool. The greatest burglar in the galaxy, and he's doing that classic kind of like thing from back in the day where he's sort of almost like challenging them, like saying what he will do. You know. Yeah, but I also sound it, it was kind of funny. He says, and unless my total recall fails me, there's no Ben Paris in our criminal files. And he says, how could you know my name? I've never been caught, never left a clue. Yep. Like I could, yeah. I, I mean, in that case, couldn't anybody be claiming to be the greatest criminal if you, well, I, guess, <laughs> I don't know. But it's it, but kind it, of a weird claim. Normally, normally if, um, yeah, that's a good point, but normally... They're caught, obviously, and their crimes are exposed, or they sort of had that legendary status where people know it's them, but they've not been caught. You know, like it's yeah, like, okay, good point. He's like the fucking grey ghost or whatever, like, and, and people know of the legend, but they he was never caught, like Jack the Ripper. You know what I mean? Like people knew there was a killer fucking slaying people, but they, he technically wasn't caught. So 
but in this case, it's like I'm oh, such an expert thief, people don't even know. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they wouldn't know his name. But anyway, it was cool. Though. Like, and he had cool powers as well. I thought. Um, and he's yeah, yeah. He was able to get through all the legion defenses and all that. And he says he's gonna uh, steal the miracle machine, yes. which the miracle machine is a big recurring legion thing, yeah. uh, where it was given to them by some alien race and. Uh, but basically, whatever you think it does. So it's very powerful, and they all say that. Um, it's our duty to keep it till mankind is ready to use it wisely. And <laughs> lightning, lightning grabs like, but it can wipe out everything. We're the Legion, right? If we can't defend it, suppose we can't. And then there's, hold it, let's vote. And I thought we were going to get a voting scene, but then it's just got soon after the votes are tallied, and it just cuts to the... The next scene, yeah, they decided the to result. destroy it. They go straight to the result. There was no casting of ballots. Um, probably a wise decision. Because, by the way, um, I don't know about your issue, but mine, all my ones were just 20 pages. So it was just a... Tw- and, and often the story was a two-parter, so it was a 14-pager and a six-pager. Um, did you have that as well on, on your copies? Because that's, that's taking the ads out, which would have been there. Back in the day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's yeah, what, like a 12-pager and an 8-pager, did you say? Something like that, often 14. Um, yeah, and I feel like um, they're good for these little, you know, quick, snappy stories. Mm. You, you don't get a lot of really, like, the character progression and stuff in these issues, I don't feel like, generally. Mm. But, you know, I always love the, you know, just the clever plots that you have to come up with for, like, these little one-off stories. Yeah, I, I found that, like, all of these storylines that we covered in this episode, 213 to 218, the story flowed really well. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, it, I actually felt like they were, they, were, they were a pleasure to read, as opposed to, like, a chore, which sometimes, we, we know, just the sheer, the comic's, we do on signal sometimes it's like man it's a chore you know like yeah um you're right these i mean there's characterization because you know who the characters are but it's like these plots that just kind of glide along really nicely so yeah i'm saying it's a compliment really but like you are right like i like it when they're all trying to destroy it and it's like let me try with an energy bolt (laughs) how super lightning and a solar heat blast Flash Vision, and then and then Superboy combined with X-rays. What? So yeah, I think back in the seventies, um, he just had like X-ray vision that would also be heat. Like it wasn't like a separate power. Really? I, I, I've heard people talk about this, what? but I couldn't say for sure. You'd have to talk to uh, who's your Superman guy? I forget his name. Connor. Uh, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you know back then his powers were like less uh, divided, so right. he would use his X-ray vision that also provided like heat. But like, if know. he wanted to use heat vision to blast something, that feels very different to using X-ray vision to look through a wall. Right. I, yeah. I just think at the time they X-rays... Kind of used it interchangeably. Okay. Because to me, I'm I'm no fucking expert, but I thought when you get an X-ray. You know, you know when you get an X-ray at the dentist, and they make a big deal now about the radiation, which they never made in the eighties, by the way, in nineties. Um, you know, and they're all like, "Are oh, we going to leave the room?" And I'm like, "Well, I remember getting these in the eighties, and people were just standing in the room, you know." Um, but I assumed it was radiation. You know. Yeah, I mean, radiation can radiate heat too, though. I guess, but no, you know, I don't well, think X-ray generally do that. We have, but doesn't mean that they can't. I don't know. 
I, 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 I'm just like, if I'd been there, I'd have been like, hey, how about heat vision, Superman? You know? <laughs> like, or, or, or cold breath, which you've also got. You know? Right, right, right. You know, yeah. like, you're going with X... I would have been like, you're going with X-ray vision? Really? Like, that wouldn't have been my chosen... <laughs> how about smashing it with your fist as well? With your, Yeah, that seemed, well, I guess they tried that already. With his massively powerful fist... I don't know. X-ray vision wouldn't have been my choice here, Superboy. But maybe that's why he's Superboy, not Superman yet. You know? Yeah, yeah. Super dummy. Super, exactly. Super dummy. Exactly. And by the way, I think Reach would also claim to be a bit of a Superman guy. I know Reach, and he probably would like to throw his vote in. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I had only just heard. I listened to another Legion podcast, and they were kind of talking about Trader, that obviously. topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they. Uh, mentioned that he you know they didn't have it called heat vision for a while but i don't know i guess we'll find out all right well i mean those guys feel like they're on the scent of a story it's just because it's just come across my desk now so i'm gonna by yeah by by, i'm gonna by by signal episode i I will report the news later later today i'm gonna report the news on this i'm gonna become an expert (laughs) on superman's heat vision because can i say heat vision obviously be i would say heat vision became way bigger than X-ray vision in the last, like, say, 40 years of Superman, you know? Yeah, there's that really cool scene, and um, they say it's the first time that he ever used his heat vision, like, uh, what, what, what aggressively or yeah. offensively, when he attacks Mongol, and he says, burn! Oh, yeah, that's a classic scene. Yeah, ever since then, it seems to have been used fucking billions of times. It's right. like, so. I mean, was this hard to work out, that he had heat vision? And it could be used aggressively. Like, was that hard? Um, you know, so, but I guess it's just that he wouldn't normally, right? Because he's Superman. Yeah, come on, but he's fighting like super fucking threats. Yeah, you know? I, I, I get it. I mean, hey, I assume with Doomsday he tried the ultimate vision, but it just didn't pan out. You know, in that battle for the ages, in that in that heavyweight title where they both die. You know, the, uh, in, which one? In Death of Superman. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I, assume in, yeah. I assume in the fight he used heat vision. Yeah, I would assume. So I'm looking up online, and it says that he got his heat vision like way back in the '60s. Okay, but maybe I don't know if they called it heat vision back then. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a weird choice to have him do like a different power. Yeah, but yeah, well, it seems odd. I mean, we should get Jim Shooter on the show and say, like, in, we should we just call him out? Issue two thirteen. You had Superboy use X-ray vision when trying to destroy <laughs> something. Why? Okay, I'll put this question to you, Jim. Why? <laughs> put him on the spot. He's like, I'm going to end you. I'm like, I don't work for you, Jim. This isn't Marvel in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, continuing on from, from that uh, thing. Uh, there's a good thing here with um, basically like they all the different um, Legionnaires are trying to get into it. So you've got like Phantom Girl going in, Phantom Girl in the cool disco outfit. Shrinking Violet, who I who I particularly like, she tries to shrink down. You have Chameleon Boy as sort of like a butterfly, <laughs> and, and then they're all getting like dominated by the defenses. And so, well, that ends the test. If Phantom Girl, Shrinking Violet, and Chameleon Boy couldn't reach the Miracle Machine, I doubt Ben Pears can. And um, yeah. it's good stuff. Even you know. Three of our most useless members can't access yeah, exactly. it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our Phantom Girl is not that useless. I, I say she's more. She's um, not... it's pretty defensive power. I would say Chameleon yes. Boy would be the one that's 
you know, the yeah. most useful there. Probably. You're probably right. I mean, shrinking violence is cute, but basically she can shrink. That's it. Um, right. <laughs> she makes herself really tiny. <laughs> can she crawl, sort of sneak under the door, you know, like a bit in the door frame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, not that tiny. Um, all right. So, yeah, but then they have um, a, a good... De- Who is this? this lightning lad where he's like, um, the best defense is offense. Good stuff. But where do we start looking for such a super sneak thief? And then you've got oh, well, we saw that he was able to get in and he stole their clock, but not the yes. miracle machine, just to show that he could. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, I just wanted to point that out. That was a cool detail. That was cool. And then I, I like how Brian's like pointing out who stole our clock. <laughs> you should probably know. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, Brainy. Like with your. Whatever it is. What level intellect does he have? Is it level 14 intellect? 12. 12. Level 12. Yeah, I, knew, I, knew yeah. it was, I knew it was up there. Uh, but <laughs> but um, Saturn Girl, was it Saturn Girl who had the thing about the white gates? She she sort of like pictured it. She got it from his mind. Something about yeah. white gates and space sector 14. They go there. And there's this massive lizard, which I thought was actually a pretty cool piece of artwork. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's just there. It's a mineral space eating beast, um, and you see him. You see the criminal inside, and he's. What's happening is he's actually welded the um, wide the nerves shut, so the jaws only work when he has control of this space beast, which is quite cruel, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's a total prick. Um, and then they're opening them up, though, and then you see, uh, who is it, Ultra Boy? He starts going crazy. Yeah, he's kind of freaking out because of, uh, you know, the Flash, you know, Flash reminds Flash. him of his origin. Yeah, which was cool. I, I, I had no idea that was his origin. I was like, that's a pretty cool origin. Um, yeah, and you can see the logo on his chest there mm. is supposed to be that dragon. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, all right. That's mm-hmm. a, that's cool actually, and it's cool that they um. Is that in the comics? Like, is there a Silver Age comic that does that or not? Um, or just in Flash? I'm not sure if they explain all that, but yeah, he had his own like story. Like he first showed up in a Superboy comic, hmm. uh, without the Legion, just by himself. So it's pretty might cool. be a good one to do. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one to do, Adam. Wow, wait, well, you've got some knowledge there, some deep dives. Yeah, um, yeah, look at that. Yeah, and me, I always like how Superboy can. Um, I I like that Superboy has these many powers that he can just see stuff from like, you know, however far away he he's watching them with his with his X ray vision or whatever. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's in Legion uh, headquarters, but he's viewing the impending tragedy with his supervision. So it's like, how far away is he? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A long I way. Like I how think. they actually said, but yeah, long enough that you shouldn't be able to see that far. But yeah, and he, uh, what's he say? He, I wish I had my hands in that rotten, despicable. And yep. then he's like, oh, my wish came true. Yep. And he grabs the That's criminal correct. and uh, saves the Legion from being smashed because Ultra Boy, while he could use his super strength, could not mm-hmm. use his invulnerability to protect himself from space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it was. Uh, Kind of funny, <clears throat> we come to find out that they actually accidentally activated the Miracle Machine yeah. when they were trying to destroy it, and, and that's why special. Superboy was able to wish himself away. It's pretty which cool. For, it is cool, but it, for such a powerful machine that they're afraid to use, and they encased it in inertron, which inertron is like the 30th, 30th century 
version of like the most powerful metal, so like their vibranium or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, they just kind of carelessly turn on the machine and make a wish. That well, it's the wacky seventies, man. Effects. It's the wacky seventies, dude. People blazing no, no, up, you know. People getting stoned. <laughs> um, Jim Shooter was just like, "Here's a fucking story, DC." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I, mean, I like the, I like that kind of stuff though because it's kind of charming. And then I like, yeah. and then you have who is it? Is it Trini Vala who's like, "That's what we should have done in the first place." Ordered the machine to capture Paris. And then Brainy's like, no, that is the ultimate danger. We can't allow us to make us lazy. Oh, uh, yeah. So, and I, then I like the end. Um, it's a pretty interesting piece of artwork there with um, Shrinking Violet. You see sort of like the Mike Grell artwork that he's so distinctive in the 80s that he's developing there. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can see how his designs, um, it's sort of very similar to what he, he later does, but also it's kind of like the early prototype, you know? Like as an yeah, um, he's got very distinct, you know, figures. Mm. Uh, there really was one like in particular that I saw later that I was like, yeah, that's definitely a Micrell. Yeah, and you can tell it's early as well. Um, For sure. Now, did you have the second story as well, the the, the six-pager? Yeah, uh, so usually the second story is not quite as good as the main feature, but, yeah, still a pretty good story. Yeah, with Timberwolf, uh, um, like a solo Timberwolf uh, storyline. Um, yeah, he's out on a rescue mission, right? Is that yeah. why he's... Yeah, 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 yeah. And he meets this guy with the base who's pretty funny, who's kind of like got him... Um, got him... He sort of suckered him to come and to come and rescue him and then he wants to take the Legion craft. Yeah, and he's from a group that they've fought before. I forget the, the group that he was in, but... Yeah, um. he says... He says, I should have... Uh, he says, Black Mace. I should have recognised him. We battled him before in Adventure Comics 374. So, yeah, you probably should have fucking known him, but I guess you didn't see the mace that he was holding until he hit you with it because he was holding it. <laughs> if you look but behind sort of the... He's pretending to be pinned, and then he just does a number on Timberwolf. Yeah. And Timberwolf is kind of... What's his power? He's kind of strong, isn't he? Is that his power? Uh, he's called the the fourth strongest legionnaire after Superboy, Monel, and Ultra oh. Boy. Oh, so he's pretty, and... he's pretty damn strong, actually. Okay. Yeah, and he's agile and... You know, he's like a, you know, kind of like a Wolverine with like, yeah. I think he's got like tracking ability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of ironic that Dave Cockrum, and didn't you say, was one of the creators who went on to do Wolverine, you know, X-Men. Yeah, he definitely worked on Timberwolf and then, yeah, uh, Wolverine. Um, definitely there's similar. a bit of that where Storm and Nightcrawler were supposed to be Legion characters originally. Really? Storm? Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I, okay, that's interesting. Wow, and then he took the designs over. Is that what happened? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. How are you? I mean, you can see how some of this stuff winds up in a court of law, can't you? You know? Yeah, and the whole thing with him was he did that wedding issue with Bouncing Boy and Triplicate yes. Girl. Yes. Or Duplicate Duo Damsel, and he was like, I want this art back. And, you know, they were like, no, we're not going to give it to you. They say. Well, the policy was not to give it back, but he was like, could you just make an exception? Oh. So. I That's thought they, they got their it. artwork back. I thought the the artists got their artwork. I thought that was one of the few things they were given back in the old days. I don't think they were uh, back then, at least. But oh, I think maybe later. Uh, yeah, maybe just you know, a little while after. I think Neil right. Adams was the big one that yeah helped get it back because they paid so poorly. But like, I know that when the artwork got returned, at least the artists. And they kind of would split it between the inkers and the artists and whoever else. Like, I don't know how it was all split, but... 
I know. Yeah, by I mean, the they 80s still they do that, that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By now, but I mean, I know by the eighties they were doing that. So maybe they weren't doing right. that in the seventies at that point, which is fucking bad, you know. Really, when you think about it. Yeah, like I know a lot of it. They just kept in storerooms and either got damaged and yeah, stolen. It's terrible, terrible, uh, terrible, terrible. Like, yeah, and people who, you know, sometimes by people who kind of don't really know or care that it might be valuable. You know, to them it's not valuable. Like sort of. If if comics are nothing to you, if they mean zero, if you think about someone like uh, John Byrne, mm. oh sorry, Dave, I think you cut out. I wasn't trying to talk over you. Oh, you're right. Go ahead. What were you saying about John Byrne? Well, I was going to say, you know, someone like John Byrne, if he still had, you know, I don't know what the policy was when he was selling it, but let's say that he got all of his artwork back and you know held on to it all these years, he'd be a millionaire like many times over from selling that artwork. Right. And maybe if he, he sold it today. maybe he has been smart enough to do that. I don't know, you know, yeah, because um, he stayed, you know, for a long time. He was he had a lot of paying gigs. I mean, he. I mean, I imagine, yeah, that's interesting actually, because he'd have a lot of Superman artwork, wouldn't he? You would think, or at least some. John Byrne. Yeah. I mean, the big dollar money for John Byrne would be the X Men stuff, right? And right. Fantastic Four, Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, he he's worked on plenty of big titles. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, so um, yeah, Black Mace is a bit, is a bit of a problem. But like, basically, Timberwolf gets him, um, breaks out of the little right. Yeah, he uses the uh, unauthorized pilot protocol to yeah. get himself trapped, and that's yeah. how he gets the upper hand on him. Yep, and then it, it's kind of cool because basically um, he finds out he goes once a Legion cruises. Actually, he could have just got into the ship by himself and flown away, but he didn't know that once a Legion cruiser's automatic sentinel is activated, only somebody wearing a flight ring can get in and fly it. Anyone not wearing a flight ring gets caught, even a Legionnaire. So that's good to know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I thought it was cool. A nice nice little... Uh, I actually enjoyed like the, the little sub-stories as well as the, as the main stories. Like... Oh yeah, for sure. They're just you know usually the one they put on the cover is the one that's you know gets a few more pages, more exciting. Exactly. But then the second one maybe will focus on like one legionnaire. Uh, and yeah, I do want to say that um, as we as we look on two fourteen, the next one, how it's Superboy Star and the Legion of Superheroes. I like the way you've got Superboy on one side, and then you've got I like the design of the of the comic. Um, and then you've got like the legionnaires. You've got like six legionnaires there. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah the, the trade dress there. 25 cents back in the day? Yeah, I would so, have picked that up for 25 cents. So that that's a quarter in the States, isn't it? You, you have quarters, yep. don't you? Yeah, yeah. What's Is a dime five? Ten. Ten, okay. I get a nickel so is five. A nickel is five. I get them so confused. Um, I, I'm hopeless in, in foreign countries with currency, like unless I can, Like, US, not so bad, but when you break it into the coins, I'm just like, fuck, all my math starts to go, go out the window, you know what I mean? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just assumed uh, most countries had the same increments, but, I mean, I guess we call them weird things and yeah, they no, don't necessarily the say they're valued. It's just the names. Yeah, because obviously you see a lot less coins now these days, um, at least in Australia, I... You know, I, I don't deal in coins I, at all anymore, really. I used to. I, I always use card, honestly. Too, I don't even use cash. Too. Yeah, me too. I remember what was funny. One time I was in Hong Kong for work. Anyway, and and I was just like... And Hong Kong money's crazy. Like, you know, you know it's 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 totally skewed, like, to the Australian dollar. So, like, it's like, like $1, it's like $5, and, like, it makes no sense. And anyway, 
But but the coins there, I've really got no idea. And once I, w- I went to the Seven Eleven and I wanted to get something, and um, I and really I'm just dealing in notes because I'm at that point where I'm like I know what the notes are, you know. And I give this lady some notes, and she starts kind of jabbering at me, and I'm just like, you know, and I've got these coins, and she and I'm just like putting them down, and I just go, show me which one, show me which one you need. You know, because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I know they're not worth anything much. Like, I I know that we're arguing, not arguing, but like we're 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 arguing about very fucking little money here. Like, I really just want my fucking can of Coke and my you know bag of whatever chips. Like, and I'm just like, take which one you need. And then she takes and she's like, you know, Chinese, like kind of lecturing me. And I'm just like, I can't, I'm not like, I understand this. So I'm like, whatever. But it was so funny because it was after a long day and I just like, I, I wanted to use the nose and she's jabbering at me because obviously she wanted like correct change or something. But like, I'm like, take what you need. <laughs> that can be pretty frustrating. We went to Europe um, and Sometimes you think, yeah, I should be able to figure out what they're saying, yeah. but it's like, no, you really can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And, and believe you me, when some of these um, old ladies, old Chinese ladies start jabbering at you, you know they're angry. You, you, you get that. You understand that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, she got her message across, like she wanted correct change, and I'm like, take what you need. And she did but fucking finally, and I'm like, and, and I'm like, and if you rip me off like by fifty cents, I couldn't give a shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I would have just been like, just keep the bill. I don't care. Yeah. Um, now I like this storyline. This punk kid, what a little punk this kid was. Um, yeah. So just for your no, you know, just so you know, mm. um, this is Leland McCauley, who mm. in the previous stuff we did in the reboot with the Abnett and Lanning. Mm. This is the guy that was president that Russell Ghoul kills. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. That's so hilarious. he actually becomes like a pretty uh, major Legion villain in the five years later stuff and then in the reboot stuff. And in the uh, Legion of Three Worlds that we did by Jeff Johns, oh. he's the one that actually kills R.J. Brand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So or he wasn't death. so reformed yeah. after all, is what you're saying. No. Yeah, definitely not reformed. Wow. Definitely. they took the, the, the Legion took it as a... As a reform, but can I just say as well, as much as I love the cover design up top, I'm not as fond of that uh, logo. I, you know, it just to me, it, it. I guess this is back in the seventies, but to me, that dates it. Whereas, I see, I would be tempted if I was DC to 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 actually do change the logo, but keep that front, the, the very top. Uh, banner thing with the sort of like Superboy Star and the Legion. I think that's cool. Gotcha. But I'm not a bit... So do you not like the actual letters or you don't like that they cut off like half the cover with the banner? No, it's just the it's it's the font of the letters. I just don't I particularly gotcha. like the design of it, like how it's on a slant and I'm just not a huge fan of the actual design of the logo. Um, yeah, I just think you could do a bit better than that, uh, you know, DC. Yeah, they definitely change up the logo for the Legion quite a bit. Um, I think around issue 250, they'll probably change it to, to mm-hmm. 250, 260. Now, in essence, this one is a pretty simple storyline. Superboy uh, saves this kid who is going to crash into a planet that's kind of like a hostile planet. And then this kid is mm-hmm. like, uh, um, he's, he's like, you wrinkled my suit, you dummy. And Superboy's like, sorry about that, but I also saved your skin. Of course you did, because I'm rich. And you know, Daddy will, will reward you with lots of money. 
And it's just like, my daddy is Leland McCulley. He owns it, the whole planet. I got bored with school and borrowed one of daddy's speedsters. And then Wildfire's like, you little idiot. <laughs> yeah, Wildfire and Karate Kid are yeah. not having this kid's crap. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. This kid was a little punk. And um, and meanwhile, the, the Legionnaires are on the planet, which I kind of like that it's a cold open with them on the planet already taking action against this hostile force. And um, uh, who's there? Is it, um, I want to say, is Shadowlass there? Uh, yeah, Shadowlass is able to project darkness that the robots can't see through. So. Yeah. And this yeah. kid thinks, um, I like it when, when um, this kid's like, these robots will listen to me. And is it Karate Kid goes, that punk must be taking stupid pills. They'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one. And Superboy literally comes out and absorbs the blast, like, perfectly. And a nice piece of artwork there by Mike Grell, you know, yeah. like, just absorbing yeah. the blast. Um, yeah, I like it. You have a nice, nice bit of artwork there with Karate Kid just going crazy. Um, was there ever any sort of, like, uh, sort of argy-bargy in the courtroom about Karate Kid, the Legionnaire, and Karate Kid, the movie series? Was there ever any sort of naming right dispute? Um, not that I've ever heard of. Well, that's why I'm Lois, always trying to find the news, you know. <laughs> well, you I will say yeah. one interesting cameo they had in a Marvel comic is there's a guy that works at Marvel uh, named Ralph Macchio. Yes, that is true, yeah. Yeah, and he was drawn into a comic. Sorry you cut out, Adam. Karate Kid. Sorry, Adam, you, you know, cut out. That... The fact that his name is Karate Kid. All right, Adam. Sorry, you cut out there. Do you want What's to just, that? You cut out there. Do you just want to pick it up again from the Ralph Macchio thing, where you say he was drawn into something? So just give us the Ralph Macchio story again. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, go. Uh, yeah. So there's, oh, yeah. So there's a uh, Ralph Macchio at Marvel, and obviously the movie actor is named Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Macchio showed up in a Marvel comic book, and when they drew him, they had him dressed like. DC's Karate Kid I love as it. a reference to the fact that he has the same name. Right? I always loved it. And that Ralph Macho, the editor, was around for ages. Like, he's in all sorts of Marvel comics. You, you'll see his name pop up. You know, for, Yeah, and he even always gets thanked in the movies, which is always weird to me because, you know, sometimes it'll be like they think one person and it's Ralph Macho, and I'm like, all right. Well, he was, a, he was an assistant editor for a long time, and then he became an editor and eventually became a senior editor. He was working at Marvel still when they were doing the Dark Tower stuff, um, the Stephen King stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was the editor on that. I mean, he was around for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he has actually, in the Punisher, invades the Nam trade, which I love, um, which is the basically the Frank Castle issues that cross over with the Nam comic. Um, right, yeah. And then later Punisher issues that pick up some of the story threads. Um, Ralph Macchio writes the foreword. And he actually oh, paid, cool. yeah, good forward. And he pays tribute to Chuck Dixon's uh, writing because he wrote, he wrote a bulk of that Punisher invades the Nam stuff and the Punisher stories after it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, he, he writes a nice forward uh, to it, like sets it up. I love that trade, Punisher invades the Nam. It's great. It seems like it would be a fun one for sure. Oh, man, he, he, I was just looking it up. Looks like he retired uh, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Now he's counting the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway, good, good for him. And, um, okay, so that was cool. And then we had the villain revealed. 
and it was the former sort of like uh, human overseer who got fired by Leland McCulley. Um, he said I wasn't needed anymore. I offered to stay on with no pay. I begged him, but he refused. It's like, no pay? Like, really? Like, um, and so he basically, he knew the security system and then he, he, he just turned it into sort of like a, almost like a prison planet or just a war planet. He's just crazy, basically, this guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the Legion are being held separate from the kid. Mm. And uh, I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. He does the super ventriloquism, <laughs> yes, to get across a message <laughs> to say, "Hey, don't do anything. Uh, don't give them information that you're the son, or they'll kill you." And he doesn't believe them. So where uh, is which... how is he hearing that? Like, how is that ventriloquist? I don't understand. Like ventriloquism is like when you're got a dummy and the dummy's talking, and you know you're doing it through your lips. Um, I think. The point is that he's just like throwing his voice across the room. Oh. I don't know much about ventriloquism, but I thought that was like an aspect of it. Or okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I learned from Superman but, comics. But, but through a wall, basically. Yeah. So he. Yeah, I don't know. So it's more of a super whisper to me. You know. Sure. You know. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. But he can throw it so perfectly that the robot can't hear him. Because I was confused with what Superman was actually doing or Sid Boy was doing there. Um. But basically, oh, he's yeah, whis- yeah, yeah. whispering whisper, through a yeah. wall. Okay, they call it ventriloquism. I, I sort of, I'm not quite sure if that's ventriloquism, but maybe you can throw your voice. Uh, like, I don't know. How I don't know. I don't know if that's actually science or if that's just how they do it in DC <laughs> Comics, because that's where I learned most of what I know about ventriloquism. That would spit me the fuck out. If, if someone could throw their voice so that I'm standing in front of them and the, my voice is coming from behind. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, now that you're saying it, I'm like, maybe everything I knew was a lie. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's possible with the right uh, sort of acoustics. I don't know, but I would be impressed to see it happen, you know? Um, it sounds more impressive than just ventriloquism with a dummy, which I've always found a bit boring, uh, uh, with the one exception of being Scarface, obviously, yeah. you know? Um, who, who, does it fa- yeah, yeah. who does it fantastically well in Batman comics. Um, and then we get um, this thing... Uh, Karate Kid and uh, Wildfire getting charged up, and then Wildfire's like, "Right, kid!" And then Superboy's like, "Cut it! There's a life at stake here." And and he and he kind of like taps. I wouldn't. I don't think it's that much of a push. It's if you look at it, it's a little tap, and then Wildfire's nobody pushes Wildfire and just gives him a blast, and then uh, yeah, right. It was almost like just getting his attention. But yeah, it was yeah. interesting. But some the people thing was that Karate Kid and Wildfire were like, you know we could just let him die and yeah. we'd be okay. Uh, I just yes. thought that was kind of interesting that they were going to let him... Let him die, because he's such a little punk. And and yeah. then... Um, but some people, you know, cannot stand being tapped. Like, you know, some people will cry right. almost like rape if they're tapped. You know what I mean? And, like, if yeah. you tap Sinatra, he would have had goons all over you the second you tapped him, you know? So... Yeah. So Wildfire's kind of got that Sinatra thing where nobody pushes, you know, no one puts baby in a corner, and then, then he throws out that. But then he quickly realises he seems to have forgotten who he's dealing with. He's walking through my power blast like it was spring rain, and then Superboy just slams him against the... He doesn't get him by the throat, he slams him against the thing. Better start this against the wall. Better start using your head instead of your atomic muscle. I don't care about your personal feelings. You're a legionnaire. Act like one. I like it. Superboy's displaying a little bit of... You know, he's kind of throwing the gauntlet down there a little bit. I like it. 
Yeah, uh, and you know, Wildfire at this time is still a pretty new member, so it's just kind of interesting to see him come to clash with the big dog. Yeah, and then I love what he does. He he, <laughs> the kid's trying to speak, and then he can't speak, and then Brandy's like, "You did a Wildfire, Wildfire? Yeah, my pencil thin beam of low power energy traumatized his vocal cords." <laughs> I was like, Jesus. And then he's like, he'll be okay in a minute. And then somebody's like, good work, hotshot. Ah, uh, forget it, you goody-goody. Look, I'm sorry I lost my head, but the real reason I saved the kid was to settle that, still stifle that corny speech of yours. And you see them, like, sort of shaking hands. And, you know, they're back on they're back on best buddy terms, which is pretty funny, because Superboy, as we know, is generally a fairly lovable guy. Doesn't hold a grudge, does he, old Superboy? Generally. yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and uh, but it was it was so funny. And then there's a bit of banter here, which was kind of funny, where they've kind of got the overseer, and there's quite a complicated fucking uh, negotiation going down where he's going to kill all the legionnaires. And he'll let the killer, basically simple. He's like, yeah, you can. We we can all be killed uh, if you release the kid, and then the kid bites the overseer, which was pretty funny, and. Um, and then, you know, Karate Kid just slams him. I mean, I'm like, how powerful is this overseer that the, the Superboy just couldn't have taken him down in a heartbeat? Like, you know, like a human, basically. That's yeah, it. that's a good point. I don't know. Um... <laughs> like, he's a human with a gun, and everyone's like, whoa, we can't get past this guy. Like, he's just too powerful for us. Um, yeah, they should have dropped a line like, uh, you know, if you take me out, the whole planet will explode or something, you know? That would have yeah, done the trick, I think. At the end of the day, it takes the kid biting him, and then Karate Kid comes in with a massive flying kick. Um, yeah. It's almost straight out of Street Fighter and just annihilates him. And then you see um, the kid, like, weeping into bloody, um, is it Shadowless's bosom, basically? And <laughs> he's like, Sol, I want to go home. And she's like, there, there, everything's all right now. And um, Which I thought was pretty funny. And um, and then basically, <clears throat> they sort of think that the brat, he took a chance to help them. Maybe there's hope for him, and um, and Brainy can get the planet back to normal with an hour. And so, yeah, it's sort of like they think the kids like Super was like, I think he's changed. That probably was the first unselfish thing he ever did. And they ask, were you really willing to sacrifice all of us for his safety, Superboy? And it's like. I offered to let him blast us, but I didn't say we'd die. And he does the classic wink, which I love the wink to the reader, you know. And yeah. yep. It's like, it's a it's a wink to her, but it's also a wink to the reader, which is classic Superboy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you've heard me on Signal before where I said to Rich, about, you know, how the breaking the fourth wall stuff, and I was like, what if at the end of Watchmen, like the person who picks up the journal of Rorschach turns to the camera and winks to the reader. <laughs> I put that to But right. why? Yeah, no, but just to just so that it's all sort of like it's it's kind of all a joke. You know what I mean? Like it's all like ah, I see. it's a wink to the reader. I was like to Rich, what would you think of that? And Rich was like very strongly against it. Um but I, <laughs> well, I love Alan Moore kinda of already did that uh gimmick with the uh what's the mat or whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. That's how that story ends with Oh really? Oh well, I mean, yeah. yeah, that is very similar. I still haven't read that. I've I've got it on. I've got the hardcover sitting right, right, right below me. Yeah, Man of Tomorrow is one for me, Adam. That I am basically been saving for. It's so funny how I have this personality where sometimes I save stuff I know I'll really like, you know, 
And I get I, that. Yeah, I just, it, you know, it's. It, I like to save it, and I'm definitely going to do it on the signal or on this even if we want to do it on this. And yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the hardcover. It's it's right in prime position for me, so it's it's right on my sort of in my mind to actually read. But that is cool that it ends like that because I think that's actually a cool way to to end that storyline. Yeah, and it was almost kind of a semi reveal at the same time. So mm. oh, I won't spoil it, but cool. it's, it's interesting. Cool. All right. The the one thing that also stops me is because apparently crypto dies in that, which I'm just never happy with. Uh, right. Yeah, I spoiled that for you. Um, and um, I was saying to Rich, we did Blackest Night on Signal to Doom, where it's like you know the undead people come back and stuff, like the dead people, like Park Kent comes back. I'm like, they should have brought crypto back to fight like live crypto. Right, but crypto wasn't really dead, except for being like out of continuity. But the version because of crypto that died did... in this, the version of crypto that died in this man who has everything, or man who man who Well, I mean, it's kind of considered like an quote unquote imaginary story, I think, because it's just right before the end of you know. They couldn't crisis. have done it anyway in in a crisis <laughs> yeah. situation. Like, would it have mattered that much? You know, it's like, whoa, shit's really popping off now. We're getting like alternate versions. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, no, right. no zombie crypto. And that was a marks down. That was where it lost half a point, actually. Because um, you could have had him <laughs> it fighting. It would have broken your heart seeing a, No, but a, zombie, a zombie crypto, crypto fighting like live crypto, because live crypto was there, remember? That's, yeah. why I, yeah. that's, why, that's why I won it, man, you know? Um, I, reckon it would have, I reckon that would have been a power punch of a move, you know? And if, <laughs> if I'd been in the yeah. office, it, like, I would have been like, sounds great, Jeff. Guess what's missing? Oh, what, Dave? Undead crypto. <laughs> go back to the... He, 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 like, opens his mouth, I'm like, back to the running desk, pal. And then come back to me with the same with that. Then you've got, <laughs> then you've got something. <laughs> yeah, I was just pleased that you read that and really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't it. realize you'd never read it before. No, uh, I'd read right up to it. I'd read right up to it, and that's when I stopped reading Green Lantern due to the sheer amount of titles I was reading at the time. But um, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it yeah. was it was nice to actually go back to a time when I felt like DC was really firing on all cylinders. You know? Yeah, uh, you should finish out the run if you ever want more. It's all pretty solid. Well, I've got all three omnibuses now, so I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've got a um, we've got actually a pretty funny storyline here, which we don't need to do in great detail. But a shrinking violet yeah. has a sort of phobia of shrinking again, um, that she's going to get squashed by a, a sort of dinosaur, which um, Saturn girl, looking still very fetching, thank you, my grill, um, can see on the dream scanner. She's terrified of being squashed, basically. Yep. You know, probably ties into how her power is kind of more of a, you know, defensive sure. power. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, when you're really small, you're vulnerable to bigger things. Um, right, yeah. But then Brainy just disregards, like, Sattingal's advice and decides he's going to use, like, this hypno thing on her. And, yeah, uh, and kidnaps take, her. Kidnaps her. Yeah, he just takes matters into his own hands, basically. And takes it yeah. all planet. Of giants, basically, where the giants have died, but everything's giant size. And so she thinks, he's trying to make her think that she's small. Yeah. And trying to shock her back into sanity. Um, But it all goes awry, and she's trapped, he's trapped, and then she rescues him, and she realises when she was falling, 
that the air currents didn't slow up my fall like they should have if I was only a few inches tall, which made me realise I was still normal size. So I thought fast and shrank, which enabled me to slip through the strands of the glob. The rest you know. And he's like, lady, I owe you my life. And I owe you, I owe you for teaching me a valuable lesson, Brainy. No matter how small you are, if you've got confidence in yourself, you're 10 feet tall. Um, which is almost like something Rich would approve of at the end of a G.I. Joe cartoon. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't think Shrinking Violet really became that interesting of a character till after she got kidnapped uh, that one time and came back and <laughs> was a bit a more call. of a... Yeah, and then she shacks up with Lightning Lass from, from memory, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was funny though. When when that well, not funny, but it was it was kind of amusing that she came back when she came back from being, um, you know, like uh, sort of kidnapped or whatever, and impersonated. She had such an attitude with the person who'd fallen for it. You know, like whoever the character yeah, was, yeah. I forget who it was. Was it Ultra Boy or someone? Duplicate Boy. Duplicate Boy. But like she, she had like such a massive anger rage against him, and it's like, well, I mean. You know, it was it was an impersonation. Like, you know, if it was a really skillful impersonator, I could see it happening. You know, like yeah, and but, she was right. She's a yeah. Not everyone's and... not everyone's gonna sort of see through the web of lies. Like some people are just gonna accept it. Like they're gonna be like, yeah, it looks like a duck. You know, quacks like a duck. Is a duck <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like she's still. It's you know. I don't know, but it was just how mad she was. Like it was like really obvious, and I'm like, I'm not sure it was that obvious. <laughs> well, in story, at one point, he does say something like, "I can see that you're not who I thought you were," and yes. at a certain way, we were supposed to take that literally, but they kind of just kept like sidestepping whether or not he knew. It just kept changing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, but even still, if. You're, in a, you're like you're married. I'm in a long relationship. Yeah. If if your wife or significant other, and this applies to anyone, is acting slightly differently, your first thought isn't that person is a bit replicant. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's kind of like there, 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 there might be issues behind the matter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There might be tension. There might be stuff from outside the whole relationship impacting. Like they're more the things you think. People do change slightly. Maybe not fundamentally, but slightly over as the years go by. You know, they they evolve, they devolve, whatever. You know, what I'm just trying to, in defense of this particular person, I was kind of like, I thought she was a little too mad. Like, she was so, like, passionate on topic. And I was kind of like, slow your roll a little bit, love. You know? Um, but as it turns out, she left him, I believe, and then later shakes up with Lightning Lass, which maybe was meant to be, for all we know, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I see what your point is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty defensible. Uh, but, and, you know, argument against it, Duplicate Boy is a pretty lame character anyway. So. He is. He, no, he okay. is. And, 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 I, and I don't really give a shit about Duplicate Boy. It was more just the, the sheer sort of, like, um, indignation she had, the moral outrage that she, right. was, that she had. I was kind of like, okay, you know, let's not get too carried away here, you know. But I guess she had been kidnapped, so she was probably yeah. feeling... She just kind of had a bit of a chip on her shoulder, I think. She did, she did, she did. I, I I probably wouldn't have just slunk away with my tail between my legs. I'm like, look, you know, in essence, I, I thought the relationship was going to a whole new level, I've got to say. 
<laughs> um, it would be funny if he's like, I prefer the duplicate. <laughs> well, when she was replaced, though, remember that she shacked up with Colossal Boy and got That's married. That's true. That's right. Yeah, see, I'm confusing it. That's right. She she shacked up with Colossal Boy and she was on that planet with him. And they were just like loving life in the resort or whatever it was, wasn't it? Remember that? They were on some sort of pleasure planet? Sorry, Dave, you cut out. Um, I was just saying, when she shacked up oh, with yeah, him Colossal and, Boy. Oh, yeah, him and Girl. Yeah, yeah, that, and they were on the they were on the prison planet and all that stuff. Now, uh, anyway, so episode two fifteen was a fun one. Um, this I, I really enjoyed it with all this stuff about the the Phantom um, planet and the the Eclipse character eclipsing Sun Boy. It was it was cool. I thought like yeah, it was pretty cool. It's called uh, the Final Eclipse of Sun Boy. Is this a famous and... issue in Legion history? Because I thought this was one of the best ones in this in this run. I thought it was really quite good. I, I do think it was a good one. Um, I don't know that it's particularly like well, you know, well known or regarded. And Sunboy was the character who we know in the later Jeff John stuff was like. Remember, he was like depressed and stuff. Yeah, he was depressed because Earthman had been using him to make the sun red. Right. Okay. And didn't he? His powers were kind of tapped out at one point or something. Uh, I think. To an extent, he just was kind of burnout in general. Just, just a burnout. Yeah, it's, it's be- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's better to burn out than to fade away, as Neil Young yeah. said, <laughs> as Kurt Cobain quoted in the Suicide Note. That oh, jeez. Yeah, he did. He, 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 that's what he quoted in the Suicide Note. It really messed Neil Young up because he Man. was like, yeah, he's like, he signed off with that. It's like, wow, wow. Hey. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hardcore, man. Like when you put a shotgun in your mouth and pull the trigger, yeah, you're playing for keeps. Um, but anyway, Sunboy didn't do that. He was just a bit sulky. Um, but I love this stuff. Like I, I thought the visuals of the Eclipse character were, were were awesome as well. Like, and man, I love how Superboy's all through these issues as well. Like, you know, I I really love it when Superboy's involved more. Um, and everyone's. I think it's pretty turn- cool. Yeah, everyone's take- I know. I I know from previous episodes, Adam, that you're kind of throwing a bone there. I know you prefer when Superboy isn't part of the equation, but I like it. And can I just? I say, mean, I'm fine know, with him being around, but yeah. you know, he just takes up too much of the you know spotlight. He does take up a fair bit. And and can I just say, there's a pretty lush panel on page nine of Saturn Girl when she's flying in. Um, you got a behind shot there, which isn't bad artwork from Mike Grell. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing here was they were on uh, Tinia's planet in the other dimension called Bugitzel, Um and uh, she witnesses a killing, mm. and now they're worried they're going to kill her, and then Sunboy coming back from there is eclipsed, right? Mm. Uh, and then when we get towards the end, we find out that the one that's it's because there's a phantom over top of him, which Superboy illustrates i thought it was funny he's like you said the key word phantom girl eclipse yeah, this is a rough sketch of an eclipse <laughs> yeah. of the sun it's awesome it's awesome when he does it man he pulls out this he just pulls it out like bang and he's like doing a presentation to the class and it's got like little arrows and stuff like i was like did you just have this on you or did you just whip this up in super speed Exactly, um, but it's also clear that he's explaining this to like <laughs> the ten-year-old readers and yeah. not to the other legionnaires. I, I, I actually, frankly, I appreciated the the explanation because I get a bit confused <laughs> about eclipses myself. And um, I was like, yeah, it was because I, I just want to backtrack to something. I I like the explanation, which I wasn't aware of that 
um, Begitzel, a world that occupies the same space as Earth but coexists on a different dimensional plane. So it's actually where Earth is, but it's on a different dimensional plane. That was pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I just thought that Very was cool. cool. And it, cool in the sense that, like, if you were kind of the Jeff Johns, you could definitely exploit that for a storyline. Like, if I was oh, working for, sure, if yeah. I was working for DC, I, I would actually be one of those writers that... Because I, I do feel they're a bit tapped out of inspiration, um, you know. I, I the, You read some of these old comics, it would spark ideas, not ripping off the comic, but just some of the... Some of the so-called law, but like obscure stuff, and I and I could go, yeah, okay, that gives me a story thread. Go, which I'm sure Jeff Johns does, you know, and he builds. Oh yeah, totally. Story. Yeah, I think it's part of the attraction of it. Um, and I and I heard at times Julie Schwartz was critical of that method. Um, I was reading some stuff where he was critical, where he felt like writers were just going back in old stories and then expanding from them and stuff. But I'm like, if you do it the right I way, think... you know. Well, yeah, I think he'd probably be of the class of every comic is someone's first, so you can't do that or whatever. But I think that's, I, I honestly think that every comic is everybody's, or is somebody's first is pretty limiting. Yes. Ultimately. And I also think the way Jeff Johns does it, it, it kind of isn't that you have to have read that comic from 30 years ago. You know, he, he kind of explains it and he expands upon it with his own stuff. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't actually have to go man, I need to read Comic X to understand Comic Y. You know, a, right, a yeah, skillful exactly. writer can explain it pretty simply, like a lot of the time. Because you, you, you're just taking, like, what I, the point I, the reason I, I drug that, dug that one up was I could see a storyline based on that. You know, the fact that they're in a different dimension occupying Earth space, that's a story in itself, you know? Yeah, um, it is, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, and, and and there's lots of stuff like that. Lots lots of little gems scattered uh, through throughout the times. And I find that when you go back to these sixties and seventies comics, you can see a lot of them. And and uh, I would encourage at times DC to maybe plunge back into that well. And when they do Legion again, rather than doing the crappy Bendis take where it's like it's all new, it's all fresh, and it's just all his own crappy reimaginings, do a little bit more linkage, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. What people loved about the Legion was it was, you know, you had your own world and you had the one continuity all the way up through the 80s um, where it was, you know, almost like reading your own independent series. What would you do Um, if a new writer, so someone who's a current generation writer, you know what I'm saying? Like whoever, I don't care who, but someone decent who's a current generation writer but writes Legion from back in, does it, re-kicks it off, writes it as if it's back in this kind of era with the original Superboy, et cetera, et cetera, doing their own adventures. What would you? What would your reaction be? I mean, I would hope that they would just pick up from like a logical point rather than necessarily just... Rebooting. Yeah, like, you know, Jeff Johns picked up from... You know, the I, I would pick up from like midway through somewhere. I wouldn't start it from the start. I wouldn't start it from like Superboy going into the future to pass the test or whatever. You know, um, I wouldn't start it with like Saturn Girl and Cosmic Boy and Lightning like going back to Smallville kind of thing. Although, I right, because I, I would want uh, you to have some, you know, all the established characters. You know, the main ones at least. What about if you started um, in the rocket ship? See, that's probably where I'd start it. Like I'd start in the early days. Oh, back then. I probably start in the, in the rocket ship, and then they quickly go to the bigger station. Um, yeah, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I would read it. 
get a bit of flavor going, uh, I'd bring crypto in, you know. Um, <laughs> For sure, I know you would. And but uh, but I but I'd really go into the Legionnaires. I, I I just think from my reading, that's the strongest stuff. Honestly, I I think it's 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 consistent. Um, you know, you think you, th- you like that stuff better than like the Levitt stuff, even? Uh, That's surprising. That's, I uh, I, <laughs> I like Terry Bay. Like I love the Levitt stuff, but I no, I love the Levitt stuff. But I'm saying if I was picking the storyline up to write myself, okay, I got you. That's what I'm saying. The Levitt stuff is good, but it's very like it's got a lot of baggage, you know? Um, yeah, I get you, but I also think the baggage is sometimes what makes it interesting right where you know that silver age stuff was a lot of fun and there was a lot of concepts being thrown out and stuff but there was really never any like follow through i guess but you, but you, you know? could like, bring it in like a modern writer like whether it was me or or someone writing in dc currently you you would bring some of that stuff in so you would take i would take the snapshot of that time period and then bring in some some slightly deeper characterizations and stuff and more follow through. So I wouldn't oh, write I, I wouldn't yeah, write it. Yeah, I wouldn't write it like I was writing it in nineteen seventy one. You know? But and, yeah. and I love the Levitt stuff, so don't get me wrong, this isn't a dig at Levitt, so I think he did a fantastic job. But I'm saying if I was picking it up now to do kind of like a retro style thing, but also pushing it forward, um, I would mix I would yeah, um... mix it a bit. I was going to say, they actually kind of did that when Johns brought back the Legion. Yes. Uh, and Levitz came on and took over. He had two titles. He had a book called Legion of Superheroes, and he had a book called Adventure Comics. Right. And initially, the Adventure Comics stuff was him going back and doing more Silver Age stories. That's cool. Uh, yeah, which like kind of fleshed stuff out. But yeah, I do like the idea of that. Um, and what period was he doing this in? It's been like two thousand eight or nine. And was it any good? Oh, so not really. <laughs> not not really. No. Yeah. Okay. Because I I thought that you'd previously said it wasn't that good. So I was yeah I was kind of interested to get your opinion. But the, the concept like okay Paul Levis in next. Well, there's there's some good stuff in it I should say, and that stuff wasn't terrible. But there's some developments I didn't like, like uh, Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl hooking up. And then her wiping his mind, so he didn't remember. Uh, that was just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not a huge fan of that, but but I guess what I'm some what I'm sort of summarizing here is 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 a concept that doesn't involve bringing Paul Levitz. Like God bless Paul Levitz, but I think he's probably done his yeah, Legion agree. duties. You know, it, it's bringing in a fresh writer, but with that kind of a take. See, so you're sort of mixing like a newer style with the classic feel. Um, and yeah, it's a bit risky, but I, I sort of think that, that that might be kind of an answer, frankly. And Yeah, you know, I mean I like it, but if you think about it, the reboot kind of did something similar where it's like here's the Legion established up to a point. Mm. Uh they didn't so much start it where there was history, but they were kind of just repeating the same stories we've already seen. Yeah. So I wonder if that would be something that would come out, you know. Because if you started it, like, say, in the Adventure Comics era, you know, the, the writers would probably still want to bring in stuff that came after. Yeah. Like, they'd want to introduce Wildfire. They'd want to introduce uh, Dawnstar. Yeah. But you could. You, know, I, you, you could. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you, well, yeah, like, but yeah. then I wonder if it just turns into, like, a retread, which I felt like was what the reboot was sometimes, where it's like, mm. okay, here's the reboot. Here's Computo. 
and it's going to be the same Computo story, only it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, it I, would... Did, I would still be way down for this uh, over the Bendis stuff. Yes. It would be. Definitely. It would be uh, kind of a re-exploration and I'll, I would also bring in my own stuff as well though I, I i wouldn't be so beholden to the past that i wouldn't create my own stuff like blackest night okay like jeff johns used a lot of lead uh sorry green lantern law but he also built his own story so yeah, for sure. i would mix the two it wouldn't just be his his the greatest hits by no means. No, I got you. Yeah, by yeah, no I means. like the idea. Um, I would, I would definitely back you. <laughs> my, 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 my favorite thing is actually the cast. You know, so yeah. it's it's the cast and and putting them through stuff like so. I just think that that's a way to go where you mix a bit of the retro, a large chunk of retro feel with it with a with a fresher flavor of a of a new writer who's, um, you know, who specializes in that kind of stuff and and I and I think there's plenty of them out there. Um, and I and I also would, if I was doing it, I would have a little bit of whimsy to it as well. I would have a little bit of humor and stuff in it as well. Um, right. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do like that idea a lot. Uh, I think that would be a lot better. Uh, I do like, you know, John's did a little bit of that where he would have flashbacks to like, hmm. you know, the first time Superboy came to the future. Uh, Superman Secret Origin, I know, is one yeah. that I mentioned to you, but that kind of shows his first trip to the future. Um, I can't wait to read it. We should, we should do it on this show, I think. You know? For sure. Yeah, um, I'm down. I've got the hard cover. Uh, yeah, and it's a little more fleshed out than what we read in the actual first appearance of the Legion. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, but that kind of stuff, like, at times, yeah, you've got to replay some of that stuff, but but do it a bit deeper. And, I mean, I thought that, um, I thought that uh, John's did a really good job with the Legion. He just didn't do enough of it. Like we did those Legion episodes, yeah. and I loved them. I thought it was great, but it wasn't like it was like sixty issues, you know? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it was, was basically it, like eight or twenty. Yeah, and it was fun. Like I'm just saying, I, I, I look. They tried it with Bendis. It was mediocre. Like I'm not going to say it was the worst stuff ever, but it was mediocre. Let's be honest. Like, um, and you know, he had that great artist who wasn't utilized very well. Um, I mean, yeah, you don't have to convince me to give him the boot. Um, yeah, you know, I, know. I say, you know, if he can pull something out with another year on the book, fine. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to get back to something maybe a little more classic feeling, and I think and, what you described is perfect. Yeah, and what was your um, what was your uh, what's the reaction in your Legion groups on Bendis now? Is it is it switching positive or negative? You know, there was always a lot of negativity starting out and a lot of people defending, you know, even before the book came out, where I feel like, you know, it's pretty much, you can't really change sides at this point, right? <laughs> even, you know, yeah, so. based on the series. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are just happy to have the book. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, so that kind of covered, um, we saw, turning back to the storyline, we saw that um, the Phantom... The brother, who I thought for a second was going to be revealed as the villain, actually yeah. isn't and actually helps. Um, and he was in... So what happened was, did he go inside Sunboy on purpose yeah. to keep watch? And then the right. other one went on top of... Um, the other one... Who did the other one go on? Element. Element, Element Lad. Element Lad, mm-hmm. right. Okay. So that was it was quite confusing, but... It was cool. So yeah, I, heard... I mean, I think that was supposed to be kind of the twist, is you mm. assumed when there was somebody in him that it would be a one of the bad guys. But uh... yes, it was cool, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty interesting 
Um, and then the, I like it when Sunboy wakes up. What happened to me? I never felt so weak before. Glad to see you're with it again, Sunboy, because do we have a story to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, see, and you know, and that's what I'm saying. When I was, if I was doing it, I would sometimes finish it with stuff like that. I, I miss that kind of end to a story at times, you know? Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I, you know, I always found it kind of like that kind of stuff kind of silly. But, right. you know, at this time going through, I, you know, find it pretty charming. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, for, for me, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it is what it is. It, it can be overused, but I, I think there's a charm to it. I've always found it a bit charming. But then, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole other segment of, there's, there's, more, there's room for more than one flavor of comic book at the table, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. love my grim and gritty. You know I love my apocalypse, you know? I love my Punisher. Like, I like it dark as black. Like, I'd hate it if Punisher was doing that, you know? Right, uh, but, but it seems appro- more appropriate for, say, the Legion or for, Superman, for where you can do a little more of, silver. Yeah, Clubhouse silver of super age, super-powered teenagers and young adults uh, who are kind of all, you know, kind of... It's a very idealistic kind of organization, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of fun. And I actually think, honestly, that there's a bit of flavor for that uh, in the marketplace. I, I, I don't think the marketplace is as resistant to that as maybe uh, some people think. I, I think a little bit of humor and stuff um, and lightheartedness doesn't hurt the book at times, really. Uh, to me, I think it's like a perfect... Um entrance into like comics for let's say teens yes you know you can write it at that level where it's you know for you know capable to be read by teens but you know i think kids would like reading you know Mm. i don't know younger characters and in the future lots of personalities you got gay characters and all that so you can 100 percent yeah 100 percent man yeah 100 percent it's it's diverse now i want to turn to the uh next page uh editor's note what's new uniforms for cosmic boy and colossal boy and this introduces this bizarre uniform for cosmic boy which i think you said you were a fan of didn't you uh no i i didn't i said that there's a large oh, gay, know, gay legion fan yeah, base right. that's fans of it um, well i don't blame yeah. them because actually that that is actually true it is it is something that would would play well for that market and um and women right yeah yeah women yeah i guess yeah some women, but uh, would, would Mike like Grell that. draws it really well, you know. He does. You know, he, he's he's a good looking guy, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. showing it off. It's beautiful artwork from Mike Grell. I, well, I love the artwork. It's so it's so classic. Um, and yeah, and so what's the storyline? Oh, this is the one where Cosmic Boy has a day where he doesn't use his magnetic powers. Yeah, this is kind of a complex story for my Cosmic Boy love because one, he gets this costume which I was never that much of a fan of, but. Sure. Yeah, you know, I can ad- admire it for the um, being of the time, right? Sure. The 70s disco. Yeah. Um, yeah, but dis- disco there's Inferno. also the part where he <laughs> smacks the crap out of light, 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 light. Uh, sorry, light last that I never funnily really liked. Enough, <laughs> funnily enough, I saw, and this is such a coincidence, I saw that panel on Facebook in Comics Without Context or something like that, maybe not that, but it was in... Oh, really? It was in a. It was in a, you know one of the comic book fan sites. I saw this picture, and I actually didn't know who it was who was doing the slapping or slapped, but I knew it was Legion. And I meant to mention this to you, and then funnily enough, it was in this very issue that we did this. Yeah, week. that is really funny. And I 
was kind of amazed, um, actually, that it happened. And, like, that um, he doesn't catch that much heat for it. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it happened. It's not a shining light in... He's under a lot of stress, but that, that, that's really no reason to, to hit a woman and um, and all that, you know? Um, yeah, if you could just change that one panel, I feel like it would be yes. a really cool story, but it's just yes. such an unfortunate choice that he just... After she's just been blasted and shit by yeah. the... Yeah. And her brother's, know, her brother's down there, and they, there's, it's indefensible, frankly, and, I, and I'm not yeah. meaning to defend it. And yeah, it, it, yeah, no, I'm just, it was more the coincidence that that, that kind of boggled my mind. Yeah, no, um, I get you. And then he goes down, um, and he and he uses the powers without, um, uh, you know, using his magnetism. He uses the flight ring and stuff, and then and then he does sacrifice himself. Um, yeah. And then they bring him back. Um, they, the, the. I actually really like this. I actually really like the story overall. Like how El, Emerald Empress actually holds her into the deal after they free her, and mm-hmm. um, yep. and they're like, I don't think she'd understand why a man would face death like like Cos did, but for honor's sake. But I was hoping even she might respect courage that great, and she actually does. Um, yeah. So that was cool. And again, like I would like to retell that storyline obviously without the slap um which has no sort of defense but I, I i do think it's an interesting story for sure and i actually and funny i say this but every now and then i come across an issue where i do believe it's worthy of a deeper academic discussion i think this would be a good one because i think it plays with a lot of concepts like sort of uh honor over duty and also the slap, and also even the bargain with Emerald Empress, where she holds to her end of the deal, like the bad guy holds to her end of the deal. It's, yeah, really. Uh, like honestly, I of, think it's a quite a complex story. Yeah, it's you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there, and I do really love the story, and I just really hate every time I have to look at that panel. I'm just like, God. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah. Does is that like in Legion sort of uh, fandom a very debated topic? Because I've never heard of it before. You know, I don't hear a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I didn't even know it existed, like, frankly. So, like, yeah, compared yeah, to, yeah. like, who? what's his name? The fucking guy from Ant-Man hitting whoever. Yeah, that's lost. become such a big part of his character. But I think yeah. here, just the fact that they never address it mm. kind of just got left. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, probably almost better for the character uh, to almost, I, I guess, it's a misstep. And you know they and right. it doesn't define the characters. Does it ever get brought up ever? <clears throat> Excuse me in in future Legion stories, like even that there's some sort of friction between them, or, or what's their relationship like post? I don't think so. I don't think they ever mention it. You know they're pretty tight. I think just because he's good friends with Lightning Lad, so they're you know okay. she's his brother. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to mention was oh yeah, it just kind of bugs me too that you don't really get any closure with her. She doesn't come back into the story. Mm. She's, you know, she doesn't welcome them home or anything. You know, she just gets slapped and she's like, oh, I've killed him for, you know, he's going to go out and stop him with uh, his bare hands. But it's just like, if he came back and he's like, hey, sorry, I slapped you. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't say that, but yeah, you know, no, if she was at least there celebrating with them. That there was yeah. no hard feelings, I'd feel a little bit better about it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I well, I agree, and I mean, I, and again, I think that would be grist for the mill for a really deep, thorough. I sometimes love uh, a uh, a really deep, thorough sort of academic discussion on on a, on a storyline. I listened to a couple of 
a Judge Red uh, podcast recently, Thrill, Thrill Power podcast, the official 2000 AD one, and they did a deep dive with the host, who's like the marketing head of marketing, with a sort of like you know a a, a woman or you know girl who does the um she, you know she's at university and she's done a thesis yeah. on it or something. It was of origins, and they did another one of another story, and it's cool because like they're not going so deep; it's boring, but they're also talking about the themes and stuff, and. I find it interesting. I mean, it's kind of what we do, and they're just taking it a bit deeper, and I honestly think, funnily enough, this little side story had so many little things going on in it that it merits a discussion like that, and you could actually do a discussion of that, and you could really be quite interesting. So, yeah, I I mean, we don't don't have the answers, but, man, it would be... I, I even like the bit with Emerald Empress, where she is her deal yeah um, it is kind of interesting yeah, yeah see, like, I, I found that any, very interesting as well yeah she didn't really have any reason to honor her side of the deal other well, than other than what she seems to be mutual respect yeah a bit of respect yeah i mean i like that kind of stuff though it's it reminds me of uh the he-man episode with Teela and evil lynn in the desert you know and no, i've never seen it but uh, it's I, famous I, yeah. it's famous and they team up and then at the oh, end cool. of it, uh, evil and Evelyn takes her helmet off, um, you know. And and then at the end of it, pretty much she says, "We're back to normal now," you know. Like, the, like they they act because they're whatever they're facing is so. I forget the incidents, but their face it's it's it, it's like team up or die, basically. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, I do like that kind of yeah. story. And I, then at the yeah, end I of can't it, really she's... think of any examples of it, but definitely yeah. seen it in other places and. Yeah, in, it's pretty cool. In He Man, and then at the end of it, Evil Lynn's like, okay, now we're back to normal. We're enemies again. And, yeah. they, and they go their separate yeah. ways. And uh, I mean, Batman plays with that at times with Ra's al Ghul and uh, yeah, Talia. Yeah. There's, there's instances of it. I, I, I always like it. I think it. Green Lantern and Sinestro. And, yeah. And I mean, uh, and uh, funnily enough, Emerald Empress is normally such a baddie as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it is. Yeah. It's cool, man. You know, she's not normally that nuanced that she's... I, I, I See, I found that interesting as well. Then we had an interesting one. Um, and this... uh, real quick, I wanted to say uh, on these costumes, we got two new costumes that said the Cosmic Boy one, I actually think it's a good design, even though it's like a bit sexier than what I would really, mm. you know, need to see or whatever. Sure. But the Colossal Boy one, I just despise. Yeah. I hate those little shorty shorts he's wearing. <laughs> it's little the shorty shorts are never that good a look, man. Like Yeah. Yeah. And and how long do these designs last? How long does Cosmic Boy stay in this kind of like mankini look? Uh Cosmic Boy stays in that all the way up until the Darkness Saga trade that we did. Right. So quite so, a while. Okay. Uh Colossal Boy, I think just like a few issues, just because it's basically the same costume only with just tidy whities. <laughs> It's not good. Um, now, this next one is a really interesting storyline. Um, it's introducing... What's his name? Tyrock? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically uh, lives on a little island that's all basically all black. And, <laughs> um, and they hate the Legion, massively hate the Legion. Like, they just yeah. really hate the Legion because they don't believe the Legion is diverse enough. Um... Well, also just because they don't think that they're they're not helping them. Yes. Well, yeah, they're ignoring them, kind of thing. Um, it's an interesting story. I I felt anyway because like at the end of it, um, he actually says he'll give it a try, 
and they make the point, don't they, that the Legion has not just white people but green people and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought it was interesting. He says, exactly, he says, when it comes to race, we're colorblind. Blue skin, yellow, yellow skin, skin, green, green skin. skin, and he points at Shadow Lass, Karate Kid, yeah. and um, Brainiac, who have blue and green skin. Yeah. But uh, he said yellow skin, and uh, well, that's the Karate Kid Asian was supposed thing. to be, like, Asian at the time. Yeah, but that's the classic, like, it's the 70s, dude. So they were still doing <laughs> Yeah, yellow, I know. I, I do think it was kind of funny, but yeah. it's just, like... They always kind of dance yeah. around him, even being Asian. But I feel like this was like confirmation. Well, he looks Asian to me. I mean, he looks Asian. He looks like Bruce Lee <clears throat> a little bit. You know, Grell kind of draws him more Asian than mm. he does later than other people do. I guess at right. one point he draws him like exactly like Bruce Lee. But yeah, yeah, here he kind of looks like him, but he isn't always. But yeah, also just you know the yellow skin thing. I don't know if uh, something like that would. Be uh, appropriate today, but I'm sure it it I'm sure it wouldn't be. But I also think we've gotten way carried away these days as well. You know, like gotcha. um, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. And also, the the there aren't any um, blacks in the legion as well. So the the guys had a point, you know, on this on this thing that there wasn't any black representation on the legion. Like it's they yeah, make a it's kind of point. unfortunate. You know, this is what the mid seventies we said. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprising. Like, I mean, there's been, you know, I guess, you know, it's it's hard looking back now because I mean, I know there's so much racial unrest now, but also so many culture wars have been fought between the sort of late sixties and seventies to now. Like, there's been so many cycles of it yeah. um, mm-hmm. that we sort of forget that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. this comic came out two weeks ago. So yeah. yeah, but I I agree. But wasn't there pushback at times on some supposedly some of the black characters and stuff? Like DC had some pushback at times from segments in the US. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read. Um, well, uh, Pharaoh Lad was supposed to be revealed to be black, and that's then when they I'm said that he of. couldn't make him black, they he killed him or whatever. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's confirmed as 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 real, but that is what I read, that there was a lot of pushback uh, from some Pretty retailers. certain it's confirmed, and I'm pretty sure they blamed it on Southern comic book retailers not being yes. all, like yes. willing to sell the book, yeah. uh, which I've also heard people say, you know, was real. are Southern comic book retailers really so powerful that you couldn't have done it, but, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I not not... Not knowing the ins and outs of the business back then, I, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I that's exactly what I'd read. And I'm yeah. wondering if some of that though, like I'll be honest, if some of that is corporate as well, back in the day, just going, you know, whether or not they're that powerful, just going, you know what, this is too hot to touch, let's just kick it down the road. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, oh, we'll do it someday, but we'll do it someday. We'll do it someday when fucking society has embraced these concepts a bit more, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tyrock doesn't stick around in the Legion for too terribly long. Uh, he does come back in this run, though. New... In this, in the, in these, in, in these issues we're doing, there's a Tyrock yeah, appearance. He does. Yeah, he he does stick around for you know a few years, but um, yeah, there's some good Tyrock stories. Isn't but the uh, Fra- what about the, the next... French guy, the the French black that's, guy? That's what I was gonna say. Is we don't get another Black Legionnaire until uh, Invisible Kid, Kid Two. Yes. Yes, right. Well, okay. So, look, un- unfortunately, not even unfortunately, it's baby steps, you know? Um, yeah. It's baby steps. And, hey, at least they're bringing one in now, at least, I will say that. Uh, and then I actually really enjoyed this, this, this story of the private lives of Bouncy Boy and Joe Damsel. 
Um, which basically is just bouncing boy doesn't have his powers and he's getting kind of, uh, you, you know, sort of preyed upon. And then um, Joe Damsel rescues him and then he's kind of like having a crisis of confidence. And then they come back and he's on, he's in the fighting cage, the, the ricochet ball cage, and he has the little yeah. balls and then he starts like dominating them with the balls. It's awesome, a double hit. Thanks to my because his power is yeah. you know, bouncing. Yeah, and it's awesome. And then and then the guy's like, "For a has been, you're pretty smart, but I ain't so dumb either. Throw that ball away, or she gets it." And then and then suddenly, um, Joe Damsel comes in, and I absolutely love Joe Damsel and Triplicate with that massive kick with the sort of like the heels yeah. on, and like uh, just dominates him. And he's like another Joe Damsel. Uh, and then I love it at the end um, where she says, "Has she split up?" And then he's like, "Some fellas are lucky enough to have a wife who'd fight alongside them." but I've got a wife who can fight on both sides of me. And they're like, yes, dear, you're twice as lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a great couple. Um, I wanted to ask if you thought if, uh, you know, when they're having their private time, yes. if he always you know, wants to do the menage a trois, <laughs> or how does uh, that go, you know? Yeah, I mean, yes. I would say that that's de- that would definitely be part of their role play in the uh, bedroom. Definitely. Yeah, but I wonder if he expects it like every time, you know. I'm sure he. Or if she ever is like, I'm trying to do the dishes over here. Like, yeah, you no, know. yeah, like in Watchmen or whatever it was. Remember? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like where it's like, um, yeah, probably. But they're a cute, they're a cute couple. I just like them, you know. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And like he gets his powers um, back at some point, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets them back, and he uh, joins the team and all that. And he beca- he trains the Legionnaires, the the Legion Academy and stuff, doesn't he? Oh, yep, he does that as well, yep. Yeah, see, I remember my Bouncing Boy stuff. And, yeah, he's just he's just fun times. Um, then this, this, I, this, I was going to say, it's kind of unfortunate. I feel like they wrote him out of the book so much because he was kind of silly. Mm. But, you know, I, I think I'm okay with a little bit of silliness, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, do, yeah, is it really, like... Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, plenty of them have silly powers. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, it's not like... It's not all so serious that there's not a room for Bouncing Boy, you know? Um, yeah. I guess he's just so symbolic of like the '60s, you know? Right. And him and Mad Reader Lad are always kind of the ones that people are like, "This is, you know, people will make fun of those characters without having read the book, right?" They're just like, "What?" Yeah. But you know, really, you, you know, you can have fun with that kind of stuff. Definitely, definitely. Now, I like this next issue, episode uh, two seventeen. Where it starts out with Superboy narrating, and I realise it is a Superboy comic because it often does his narration, doesn't it? Um, right. Yeah. And he says Wellington at Waterloo, Patton and Rommel in North Africa, and then the people fighting on Jupiter. All of them great generals who led mighty armies into conflicts that forge history. History. All of them super strategists who duelled across battlefields like grandmasters across chessboards. Um, and it's cool. And we also see the roll call, which I like. Superboy, Brainiac 5, Shadowlass, Timberwolf, and Colossal Boy. Um, and I just like the... It's called the Charge of the Doom Legionnaires, which is a nice, um, you know, thing of the, the Charge of the Light Brigade or whatever it was. You know, like the you know the famous sort of, like, charge in... Mm-hmm. I think it was... I don't know. Was it World War One? It was one of the wars. I'm not sure which war it was. Um, but, like, yeah, it's cool. And can I just say Shadowlass is looking so fetching on page... I think it's page two. Um, yeah, just as, as yeah. Timberwolf and Superboy are playing it. And how funny is it that, like, um, Superboy's just beating Timberwolf and then he's going to pl- pull his surprise move, kicking the board over? 
yeah. Look at Superboy. He's just like grinning. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, ah, oh, that Timberwolf. Is not a brainy guy. Yeah, he's just like, ah, oh, that Timberwolf can never take a loss. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, and basically, this is like a sort of long play story that actually ends up with the guy dying, the, the opposition general, and kind of Brainiac um, sort of uh, marshalling the forces, and this guy who's one of the Kuns, yeah? Um, marshalling the forces, his forces, and they're going against each other, and it's very much like a strategic war game. Um, yeah, and it kind of ends with him cheating and sending a communication to the legionnaires to just, to just uh, charge, uh, yeah, recklessly, and then they even win though. They actually win, um, don't they? Yeah, but he is able to steal their ship, yes. but then it blows up, yes. and he actually ended up saving them. By having them evacuate the ship. Yep. And it was kind of funny that it just blew up and he just dies. And then <laughs> I know, exactly. Superboy's like, strange how it all worked out. Like, he's not exactly... Um, he, and despite his planning, he never considered the raw power, determination, and just plain guts of three legionnaires. Like, they're not really crying a lot of tears for this guy. And I was surprised that he died, because I thought he was going to get away and it was going to be like a... You know what I mean? Like, he was going to be the classic villain escapes kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't really remember this one, and I was... Like, wondering, I wonder if this guy ever comes back. And then got oh, to the end, and I was like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> Definitely not. Now, this this side story I thought was fascinating, where Superboy, he flies, you know, through um, time uh, to always appear. In what I don't never understand is how does Superboy know when to appear in Legion time? You know, like in the... So he's not appearing in the past where he's already in Legion time. You know? Yeah, that's a good question. It seems like he... The general rule is he always flies, like, exactly 1,000 years forward. But right. how he knows what is 1,000 years... Because right. that's the thing, is he always acts like if he goes and visits the Legion, he's going to be late to dinner or something. Yeah. But really, it's time travel where you could just go <laughs> after you left. But yes. it seems like he always goes exactly 1,000 years that way. He's not just like, right. you know, 10 of them. Like, you, you're, yeah. you're a low-key complaint. <laughs> yes. Well, or just question more than complaint, you know. Um, yes, but, the, but it's true. But it's so funny that he meets this girl who obviously basically puts herself in harm's way just so he can stop the train and she meets him. And I thought it was kind of like a dating thing. Like, it was kind of like... it. There's definitely kind of like, uh, you know, um, how can you say, tension between them and stuff. There's chemistries with the word I'm looking for. Right, like, he definitely is interested in her. Yeah, he's massively uh. interested. And, and like, he wants to see her. He, he cares about that more than just the, the meeting and stuff. You know, like, yeah. he's, he's like, he's out of that meeting straight away. Um, and then it comes to, uh, this, this part where, uh, how about, um, where Wildfire's like hitting her and he's like, you, you idiot. Why did you have to kill her? Don't hurt him, Superboy. I'm all right. It was just a Legion, Legion training exercise. Um, and it's Laurel Kent. I wasn't harmed because I'm invulnerable. You haven't guessed, have you, that I'm your descendant? That's right. Eventually, when you become Superman, you'll marry and have kids in a family that will continue into the 30th century. Um, and she inherited invulnerability. And then she says that she looks a lot like the girl you're destined to marry. And he doesn't know Lois Lane yet because he hasn't met Lois Lane. Yeah. He's Superboy. And then I also forgot that they wipe his mind or something, don't they? 
Um, mm-hmm. We use super hypnosis to block out any knowledge of his own future. Do they do that every time? I think it's like uh, something that's installed in his brain by Saturn Girl. Oh, right. So he doesn't... Like, it just happens when he goes. It's not like she has to do it every time. I see, right. Good old yeah. Saturn Girl. She's really inside their yeah. minds, isn't she? Like, um, And then he's like, I can't help feeling sad about it, but I'm glad she told me about the girl she resembles, the one I'll marry. Then he's like, what was I thinking? Suddenly I can't seem to recall. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't anything important. <laughs> he's flying back home, and he's like, he's still thinking, man, I wish I could have banged my yeah. great-great-great-granddaughter. <laughs> well... Yeah, like it's a descendant, and we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't know exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like it's a descendant, but like how many separations are there from that? I guess. Yeah, and she never. I mean, a thousand years would be quite a, quite a few, I guess. But yeah. she never wanted to tell him what was up because she was kind of into him, is what she says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I agree. That was it. Was like yeah, it was a. Uh, it was the classic sort of 70s, like, don't think too hard about it. But, yeah, <laughs> but I was kind of like, okay, I, I guess so, Superboy. <laughs> I, figured, I figured he liked her costume. I did. It's a little strappy. Yeah. No, it was. It was she it was actually uh, is an enduring character in the Legion, and later on she gets, she wears, like, a poncho later on, but it always looks like she's only wearing the poncho. Like, Love it, it looks like she's not wearing anything underneath of it. Love it. Um, so that was always pretty scandalous to me as a kid. Um that's very similar to one of my characters in the Demon series, uh, Toxus. Um, she wears like this red hoodie, and like, but it it goes down a little bit, sort of thing. So it's like a red hoodie that covers like you know, sort of like you know, her groin area and like the top of her legs. But like that's yeah. what she's wearing. So yeah, yeah, if, similar if, design. If listeners are interested, uh, check out uh, the Demon series, um, Demon uh, Blade of Exile. Uh, she turns up in. Yeah, do Go it. For it. Knock, knock, knock yourself out. Um, now, then we had our last one for the, for this run was 218, which was a Tyrock issue. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, so he came, he came back and I like how it's got top secret for readers eyes only. His name was Tyrock and he would become the newest member of the Legion of Superheroes. He, He had passed all the demanding tests required to join the most exclusive fighting group in the galaxy. Yet now he would face the most supreme test of all, the challenge of a foe so fearsome, legionnaires never dared speak the name of the secret villain the world never knew. <laughs> I liked yeah. this villain, actually, his design. I actually thought his design was actually quite kind of... not Modern's not the right word, but honestly, he wouldn't be that out of place in like a 2000s comic, you know? Yeah, I always uh, quite liked this story. It was one of my favourite to uh, flip through as a kid. You know, and partially because of the villain. Yeah, yeah, the twist. I like the twist a lot. The twist is cool. And I mean, and this villain, he puts like a stack of them in the sick bay. Um, Brainiac 5, uh, is that Shrinking Violet? And um, is that, that's Colossal Boy, yeah? In the the sick bay? Yes, yep. Uh, So I did pretty well there, I thought. No, that's that's Light Last, not Shrinking Violet. That's the issue. I got two out of three. Oh, well. But uh, I wanted to go back real quick. We had some applicants on the front, on the first page, which is important. Um, but Infectious Class is one that oh, becomes yeah. more of like an ongoing character and joins the subs later. She was cool, and it was so funny when she, um, she, the guy was trying to date her and like touched her, and, she, and then got sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he had. And she's to... like, "Why didn't I make it into the team this time?" <laughs> Meanwhile, she's. <laughs> oh, but we see Dream Girl. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I was happy with that. Thank you. Very happy. Dream Girl and Starboy are 
kissing a little bit, and then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Zoraz attacks again. Yeah, it was funny when they when they bring up on the thing, and he's like, "Check out what's happening on you know screen, whatever." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'll turn that off." <laughs> I'll turn that off slowly. <laughs> um, he's record. like, "Hey, hey, 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 cousin boy, things are looking up on screen three. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> son like, boy, the um." Horn dog. Yeah, he's he's pretty happy about it. It's pretty funny, and then and then um yeah, the, this this guy comes back is spinning like a top when Tyrox trying to beat him because the the storyline is that basically he doesn't know Tyrox's powers to defend against them. Where he's he's basically had free handed all the clone samples, which I thought was a pretty cool again a pretty cool um design or idea that you they they've got themselves all cloned. It, well, that throws back to that story um, where the dead Legionnaires are visiting Superboy, mm. uh, and then they end up blowing up. That's where the the DNA thing came from. That right. was one that we did an episode or two back with the bait stuff. Yeah, no, it, it rings a bell. But it's it's cool. It's a cool concept. Um, yeah. And you know, and then that... it turns out that uh, Zoraz. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I cut you off. You were kind of fuzzy. No, I was just saying Zoraz. It turns out was Sunboy. And Superboy, right? So it was yeah. just a test. Yeah, it's just another... And he's like, what kind of freak he put on was this? <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> old Tyrock. And then... But then there's a, there's a twist to the tale that one of the Legion rejects comes out dressed in the same costume. I decided... A Legion to... reject you might recognize. Um... No, not really. Isn't it, isn't okay. it the one from earlier where he... I thought it was the one yeah. from earlier. It is, and he's yeah. Absorbency Boy, but later on, Jeff Johns takes this character mm. and brings him back as Earthman, who is the villain oh. in the Superman and the Legion of Superheroes. I see, right. Okay, I didn't realize yeah. that, but that makes and sense. And then he later joins the Legion as well. Oh, Jesus. Really? God. Well, mm. they, they, they let him in despite like his massive treachery? Yeah, he does a lot of bad stuff. Uh, I wasn't a fan of him as a Legionnaire. I do have a page by Gary Frank uh, of him uh, drawing, so that's pretty cool. But... Yeah. Does it have on a traitor? It should. Um... Yeah, yeah, it's him as a villain rather than him as a member of the good. page. So Good good work, anyway. Gary Frank. Gary Frank's like, I don't draw him as a hero, just as a villain. It's like, that'll, 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 that'll... <laughs> Even if it's the same picture, I consider this a villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not a hero. He writes it on there. Um, but anyway, so then, um, and then Tyrock decides to take him on, just one-on-one. Um, and they're like, well, you're really sure he's got Superboy's powers? Uh, but he takes him on, he just does a yell. Um, and he's got his super hearing turned up too far, and the hell just dominates him. And then he just massacres him with his neck chop. Karate chop. <laughs> Karate chop to the neck. <laughs> it's like, fucking... Jesus, okay. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's, it's but I always liked awesome. how he how he beat him. I always thought that was an interesting yeah thing, you know. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. A really a really good um a really good issue actually, and and a good wrap up of the uh, of the Kerry Brates run. And, and and like frankly, I'm going to give a score because we're going to do the Legion of Super Pets now. But I want to give a score. I'd give this a solid eight point five. Like all the issues, you know, all together, I found them a real pleasure to read. They're not heavy reading. It's light reading, but it's fun. The art's beautiful. Um, I think it was a really good time for the Legion. Yeah, I agree. I'll also give it an eight and a half. Um, I think this was probably the best batch of Bates stories that we've done. 
Probably. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I probably enjoyed them the most. Uh, the one that I didn't really like as much was the previous one with the general. Uh, yeah, just, that was, that's my weakest one. I, I think that's the I think that's the weakest yeah. one. But I but I think overall it's just a really. I mean, I'm happy to accept one that's not the best of the best when you're reading six in a row. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, I would uh, I would also say I think it's interesting how all of these stories. They're almost built, I feel like, around the resolution where it's like they always have these neat little twists where the one sure. is like, oh, he got hurt by being courageous, but then, you know, his enemy respected his courage and saved him. And then this one, it's like, oh, he has all this power, but he doesn't know how to use it. Like, there's always these neat little twists in these stories that are, that kind of resolve them, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's. That's classic comic book writing, though, where where the twist is a huge part of the of the of the story, you know. Yeah, I just think uh, you know, well executed in these. Indeed, yeah. Th- this is this is a professional man. This is Kerry Bates turning up to play, you know. And Jim Shooter, but yes. And Jim Shooter, the Wonder Kid. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it was, and you're right, and Jim Shooter as well, who was who was just as good. Um, now. We're turning to a very uh, what what era was this? The comic was twelve cents, whereas the other one was a quarter. Um, yeah, so our previous ones were seventy five, nineteen seventy five. This was nineteen sixty eight for Adventure Comics, right? Three six four, three hundred sixty four. So twelve cents, and and I remember Chuck was telling me that when they pumped the prices up from twelve cents, it blew his whole economy out. Because he couldn't pick up... The From candy. 12 to 15? or 12 to 15, yeah. Because he couldn't pick yeah. up the candy bar or something as well. Um, <laughs> I get it, yeah. Yeah, and he was he was, he was not happy. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so, in, in and forgive my ignorance, because I have been to the US, um, but I, I've never really dealt with the coins. Like, so have you, have you got like one or two cent coins? Is, is, do you have Yeah, those? we've got pennies. Right, okay, yeah. Cause, one, five, ten, twenty-five. So this would have been like a... A dollar. Okay, cool. So... Yeah, you would have paid cash for this back in the day at the at the. Where would you pick this up at the drugstore? I guess wouldn't it have been probably store? something like that, yeah. candy shop, drugstore. Man, they were the days. Just 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 last night, I was I was listening to something, and I was like, man, I could just imagine myself in nineteen fifties US. You know? <laughs> it yeah, it'd be cool. I've been loving it, man. Um, now, no dread in nineteen fifties. No, that's the only sad part of the story, man. No dread. That's no right. Wolverine. Yeah, but I would have been lapping up this DC stuff, you know? I would yeah, have been, yeah, I reckon. I would have just been lapping it up like you wouldn't believe. Now, um, this is a great story, I want to say. And and then you have Marvel emerging. Marvel emerge, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, now, basically, this is the Super Pets really taking the spotlight here. The revolt of the Super Pets. Um, an alien <laughs> race is basically celebrating them um, because... In the first panel, you see them all there. You see Crypto smiling, uh, Beppo the Super Monkey, Streaky Super Cat, Comet the Super Horse, and they're being kind of lauded, hooray, hooray, hooray. And um, and then he says, "Boy, we may as well leave Legionnaires. Here were only has been heroes." Um, yeah. And it starts off with it's your st- classic uh, Silver Age second act. Yes. Pay, uh, you know, second act preview or whatever. Yes, indeed. It, which they still were doing in the seventies as well. You know. Um, yeah, they did that with the Ultra Boy story, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Now, um, I love this first scene where you've got like them playing tag in space, and and Crypto's like, "We super tag in space." There's not every dog that can play this game. 
And then Streaky's <laughs> like, I wonder what ordinary cats can do for fun. Um, and then we have uh, the super horse, really, I feel, takes a leadership role that I felt Crypto should have been taking. But um, Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but the super horse, fuck this super horse. Like, um, he's a real bad influence on the rest. I mean, yeah, they find the, the crime machines, they get rid of them. They come back, and I want to blame Brainy for this comment. What, you fools? You should have let a couple get away and trail them back to their base so you could capture the crooks behind them. And you see the superhorse, we uh, didn't think of that. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they're like, yeah. you'll have to guard the clubhouse now. Just stay behind. Um, and they're, they're jetting off on their rocket ships. And I like how you see Crypto's like sitting down, and so is the Supercat. They're like sitting down, properly watching. Um, have you got the really cool advertisement for the gun? Marv, Mar- Mattel's new M16 Marauder? <laughs> yeah. Brap, brap, brap. If you think this gun looks great, wait till you hear it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is back That's in the day. Cool. And in, back in the 80s when I was a kid, in the early 80s, you could still get like the little guns and stuff. I had a couple. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty confident these days they're probably not selling them like that. Um, I don't think so. Streaky, we were the ones who warned them of the crisis, and now we're treated like mere pets. And then you get, actually, I really appreciated this, the flashbacks to all of their origins. I knew nothing about the horse. He was like Yeah, I really appreciated that too, because it really helped make them distinct characters. Yeah, well, I, I knew nothing about the horse, how he was a senator, and then he, he basically got, um, he, he got, what did he get? He got, he wanted to get powers to be human, but an evil wizard had temp- tampered with her potions, and instead of making me all human, the one I drank made me all horse. And then, uh, also, he then goes, a sorcerer of another world gave me the power to te- become temporarily human whenever a com- comet was visible in the sky, which then leads to his name Comet, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I like Crypto. Maybe I was never human, but I was important too. You sure were Crypto. And, um, and I wasn't just a pet, and neither was Beppo. And I didn't realise the storyline for him is that he was the test pilot, much like the dogs that were sent into space, you know? Um, yeah. yeah do- his, dogs that died, his by His rocket way. just stayed in the orbit, I think, right? Whereas... Yeah. Uh, and then the monkey... The monkey snuck on board. The mo- yeah, the gotcha. monkey The monkey was experimental um, to see if his son would... Uh, survive space conditions because remember they did super baby stories where he's like super toddler and stuff mm-hmm. um, and he snuck on board apparently um, onto that tiny rocket like which is seems pretty odd but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jor-El didn't notice a monkey but but I like Crypto's origin because I didn't I never really understood Crypto's origin I, I actually thought that it was retcon that he he went with I thought the I thought the origin had been retcon so that he was in the capsule with um, super I think that's another reason you like that Jeff John story is oh. they show the moment where he first gets uh, crypto. Cool. Uh, they don't actually show crypto; they show it from like crypto's perspective, but it's a nice scene. Yeah, I love it, and um, and then we get the more boring stories. Uh, Proto story. I'm not really interested in Proto. He's he's pretty lame to me. Uh, Prody is like <laughs> the Legion character, man. This is a Legion <laughs> podcast. Fuck. Fuck crypto. <laughs> no, not fuck crypto. But but then we had um, also the storyline of uh, Streaky the Supercat um, exposed to ex-Kryptonite, um, a new kind of yeah. kryptonite created by Supergirl. Um, X-Crypt gives him temporary superpowers when he gets near it. Well, if he's not near near it, how is he flying through space? 
and doing all this shit. I would assume it means like he gets them for like 24 hours or something. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, you, uh, Rich mentioned in a previous episode of Signal how in the Silver Age they had all these different kinds of kryptonite, mm. and I was I was like I think there's just like five, but then now that I see this special streaky kryptonite, I'm sure I'm like yeah, Rich was probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Rich was probably on the money. Like it, it also probably feels like there's more than there was, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, but um, yeah, just the fact if streaky has his own particular type of uh, <laughs> kryptonite just for the cat and then yeah there's yeah, probably, probably a lot more than i realize yeah well there's what is it red kryptonite get, takes away superman's powers is that right yeah, no uh red know. kryptonite makes him change somehow oh like it's different every time like one time he might have a bug head one time he might be fat Oh, um, I, I thought I it think just, it's I thought it the just yellow kryptonite takes away his powers. Right, oh, gee, I've always got that wrong then. Obviously, the classic is green kryptonite, which kills him. Um, yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there with kryptonite. It's pretty funny, actually, how much kryptonite there is. Um, but anyway, so, look, in, in essence, the, the, these these guys are, have just absolutely had it. And um, Saturn Girl realises they're going, and she, she sort of puts a bit of a tracker on them. And... Um, you know, it's it's interesting because Prodi's like, so what? Big deal. For all our claims to fame, we're still just treated as pets. Streaky's like, I've had enough. I'm through with these egotistical humans. Um, I'm leaving. Me too. And then she's like, um, Comet, Bippo, where are, you, where are you going? Cutting out of this glorified animal shelter for some place where we can hold our, up our heads, if it's any of your business. <laughs> and um, I like and the bit where she's like, the others are following Common and Beppo, but I can mentally detect reluctance on Streaky's part. He hates to desert Supergirl. Crypto and Prody don't want to leave Superboy and Chameleon Boy either. And I was like, yeah, as if, as if Crypto would want to leave Superboy. And he's already looking glum. And they're like, hmm, he misses Superboy already. Um, you know, and then... They're, they're, I mean, I get it, but they were treating them all pretty crappy. Pretty crappily. Brainiac, yeah. specifically. Brainiac specifically, but I do want to say, on the record, Superboy and Crypto have a long-standing partnership outside of just Legion adventures, and and a, a bond between his boy and his just girl. Legion. Wow. Yeah. No. 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 Like what I'm saying is, outside <laughs> of Legion, yeah, they've also got hundreds of episodes of just the two of them. So I don't know about hundreds, but well, lots, yeah. lots, Some. like lots. And yeah. what I'm saying, a bond between a boy and his dog, um. I, I agree. Superboy should have stepped in when Brainiac made that comment. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Like if I was writing the comic, I would have had Superboy go, like, "Whoa, slow your roll, Brainy. Me and Crypto, <laughs> we're doing our own thing. You know, we're gonna we're gonna blaze out if that's gonna be the way we're treated." You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess we have to remember how fickle people were in the Silver Age. Yes. Uh, you remember the episode we did with Crypto and Superboy gets a different super dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah people yeah. were just shitty people back then. I guess. Yeah, well, I guess it's all for the. It's all for the, um, you know, story. Anything sacrificed yeah, to, keep, to yeah. keep the plot moving. But, I mean, even the, sacred. even the pets are pretty fickle in this one. Like, the way the pets just flip and um, and they go to the new planet where they're just worshipped. And it's pretty funny, actually. And, um, you know, it's um, you see Streaky saying, no, we're not going back. We like it here. We're, we're, we're the important ones where there's, like, statues of the animals and stuff. And, and, and Supergirl's like, um, 
we love you too, Streaky. We need you. You can't desert us after all we've been through. And then and then Simba's like, Supergirl's right. That goes for you other pets too. And you see, look at look at Crypto's face. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, looking a bit shamefaced there. I think Crypto, like in all essence, it's a hard one for him, isn't it? Because he's kind of in with the other pets, but he has a lot of loyalty. It would have been a tough, tough day for him at the crease, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but then I do like the scene where they actually get into a fight, and and then you see Crypto is like growling at him. And where is Superboy in this dire moment? Enemies or not, I know Crypto would never hurt me, but still he's powerful enough to hold me at bay. And it's like a bit of a standoff between those two. Comet the Super Horse is a bit of a prick, I've got to say. The way he kicks yeah, I off. mean the fact that he's not even a horse too, you know. Yeah, I, I don't really like it. But then you see Crypto, we did it, we clobbered him. He's like grinning. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's really crypto's kind of really getting into it a little bit too much for my liking, um, <laughs> and, and then you know it's 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 good stuff though. And then like there's this convoluted storyline where this um, Bowman comes in. Um, and... This was the part of this issue that I actually remembered as a kid. I always liked the part where they like try to infiltrate the Legion. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Buren the Bowman and Blockade Boy. Uh, appealing for membership. And then you see this, there's also a sideline to uh, Supergirl, which is strange. He looks like Bronco Billstar, the rodeo rider I once met in my own time. It's like, for all those people who care about Supergirl's solo title. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it's, it really is classic uh, Legion. When I look at Saturn Girl there, she's really in the classic kind of like 50s style kind of like, you know, costume and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you see... Uh, the archer firing at the blockade boy, and they're actually harmless arrows because real warheads would demolish him. Um, and they they get in, uh, basically they get in, and then I have a punch, I have a hunch, Prody. So um, they've got this hunch about the the teleportation of the aliens, and then suddenly uh, Comet comes in, rushing in. Is it Comet comes rushing in? Well, why is your yeah. screams? Streaky, Crypto, Beppo. These guys are behind the looting machines. We've been dupes. And um, and then it's just on for all money, basically. Um, and even Crypto gets dominated. Uh, Green Kryptonite. Um, don't worry, Crypto. Green Kryptonite doesn't affect us. We'll clobber the crooks. Uh, don't bet on that, mister. Um, it's the Legion. And, um, you know, and then... Uh, hey, you know what? There's something that you asked that we didn't mention here. I wanted to make sure we talked about was mm. they mentioned that the only way this the pets communicate is if yes. Saturn Girl enables it, except for uh, Prudy or someone. I, uh, yeah. yeah, one of them has. Yeah, you're right. So telepath because I I was confused too. They're telepathically talking to each other from the very beginning of the episode when they're playing Super Tag. But that's something that she's given them, and that's also how she right. can kind of track them a little bit. Um, cause she, she... Yeah, so I liked having that clarification, because sometimes yeah. I felt like, you know, they could even talk to the animals, but it's just because of her Yeah, well, it makes out. sense, you know, and, um, you know, and then it, it gets kind of crazy here. There's a big fight scene going on, um, and you actually see, it was good to see that the animals were helping uh, Superboy. You see Crypto there with his butt, and super streaky, and even the horse, which I don't like the horse. The horse is really good that in my estimation, actually. Um, no, I really, I really feel he's a bad influence on the other pets. And yeah, I feel like they'll leave him out of the movie just because of the complicated uh, 
Oh, it's a bullshit uh, yeah. centaur thing. Yeah, I, there's no need for him. I, you know, and yeah, I mean, they need crypto. They need streaky, uh, and I'd say they need the monkey as well. And um, yeah, look, then, then at the end, um, it, it all comes down. But it's funny at the end that streaky's sad, and you see, look, see crypto looks happy, and and the horse. And then why do you look so sad, streaky? Um, because now that we're going back again, we'll never get to use that big, beautiful clubhouse that Thalion's built us. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you see? You see? Who is that, actually, asking that question? That That's uh, Shrinking Violet. I thought it was Shrinking Violet, yeah. And I kind of found it a, a sad ending because it's like they treated the pets shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pets found somebody that appreciated them. Yeah, and then he, Brainy even says, he says, these are the brains behind the operation, officer. The rest of the... Thanlians, like the super pets, were conned by them. So he's saying, you know, he's again rubbing it in their face that the super pets were conned. Never really get an apology from Brainy, you know. Yeah, poor pets. I agree, and I, I I mean, look, I I feel we were spared us. We should have had a scene where Superboy hugs Crypto and says, "Don't worry, boy, you're still my favorite dog," or something like. You know, I would have appreciated that scene. Um, You know, because like in all essence. This was a tough episode for Crypto. You know, he was in difficult position. Um, I feel for him. You know, uh, you know, as a lover of, of pets myself and animals, I felt for Crypto on this one. He was kind of dragged into a, like, and then he got in, he, he kind of, I feel he, he kind of started to enjoy it. You know what I mean? He was... He, yeah, for sure. He was loving it. Like, he, he just likes a bit of action as well. Like, when he sees that they've kicked them, he's pretty happy about it. But, you know, I, I would have liked to see... Well, you saw it with... Um, I would like to see him with maybe Supergirl holding Streaky and, and just Superboy patting Crypto going, no hard feelings, boy, it's all good, you know? Exactly, and that's kind of what I was getting at with the Cosmic Boy story where him and Light Last needed something to be like, yeah. hey, we cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, very true. Um, I noticed when you said, where I said, there's more than just the Legion, and you were like, just the Legion? Well, slow down, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I just like to remind you sometimes that you know we do a Legion podcast. Yeah, we do. Uh, we know. do. I enjoy the just Legion. like when you're taking shots at the Flash on the main show. I'm like, Dave, we have a Flash podcast. Well, we have a Flash spin-off show on the main feed. Whatever, man. Hey, look, li- signal listeners know I like to take my shots. You know, yeah. Some sometimes, sometimes the claws just come out, and as I say, sometimes the signal is deathmatch mode. But, I mean, I love the Legion, and I think, again, Adam, you've picked a really powerful collection of storylines. Um, it was a hell of a... Look, I'd give this issue 7.5, um, is what I'm going to give. Yeah, I'll say 7.5. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. I, I actually thought at times it was quite cluttered. I don't know if you had that feeling too. I, I felt the, the story was a bit cluttered on the page. Like, they, they almost had too many panels. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I just that was that was my one mild criticism, and I would have liked resolution because you had all those pages to work with. I would have liked resolution pages with the um, with the pets, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and, know. and frankly, maybe some disciplinary action on the horse because the horse, to me, was instigating that whole thing. You know. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like uh, you know, these are written for kids, I guess, but it's like. Uh, when you have these stories of like people being jerks, I think it's good to wrap up the story almost like a GI Joe, where you yeah. like state the message of the story, like yeah. you know we should have been nice to the pets. But well, that's what no, I'm saying. Nothing. If they're written for kids, you would have had the resolution, you know. Yeah, but they never seem to in these Silver Age stories. Mm, yeah, well, 
you know, that's a question maybe we could throw over. Who was running Legion? Was it was it Mot Weissinger? Or was yeah, it, I think so. Yeah, a well-known prick, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, obviously a brilliant editor, but, um, you know, not a, not a pleasant human being. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, look, did we, just before we wrap, was there any Legion news at all? Because I forgot to ask you at the start of the show, because I haven't heard anything. Has there been anything, either Bennis fucking tweeting out his bullshit or anyone else at DC? Anything? Yeah, um... So on Twitter, there's always like some guy that's you can tell Bendis likes him because you know he Jesus. gives him you know he likes his stuff. Right. Uh, but even he was starting to be like, "Where's the Legion book?" And yeah. Bendis replied, "Said it's on its way. Ugh. You know, you'll be excited, maybe even blown away or something to that doubt effect." It. I doubt it. I, I'll yeah. be I'll, I, like I'd be excited if you weren't writing it, Bendis. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll be reading it. I'll be buying it. Um, yeah. I hope it has more you know just more going on yeah, plot I, wise you know I just yeah I, I love it that Ben is now his own fucking like you know sycophantic fans are now turning on him as well you know yeah yeah. And, and but, I mean I don't know necessarily this guy I just kind of got the feeling that he's one of the accounts that you know is more friendly with I, him I've never seen Ben as, you know when Signal puts a few questions to him I've never seen him responding you know, <laughs> I've put, a few, um, questions. I've put well, a few questions to Bendis over the years, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I have too. I've been like, hey, where's the Legion? Be like, where's the Legion, nope. Bendis? Why are you cranking out all this bullshit? Like, um, what's that crap character he's got? That one, Naomi? I'm, 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 I'm hearing a lot of bullshit about Naomi. Where's the Legion? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, forget what I was going to say. Anyway, was there any <laughs> yes. other news? We obviously have the Legion of Super Pets movie coming, or the Super Pets movie, whatever it's been called. Um, I think we covered yeah, a bit of that no last show. Yeah, no other real news on that front that I heard. Um, I have been doing a thing where I've been uh, recording, like, who wrote what for the Legion. Mm. Uh, so I got a tally of who's written the most Legion issues. Do you care to take a guess who that might Paul be? Paul Levitz. Yeah, uh, his total... And this isn't my final numbers, but I was up to 253 issues of, wow. uh, like, appearances of the Legion. And that includes, like, that his, was his, incredible. his New 52 and all that stuff he did? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of issues. So he's in front, yeah? Yeah, it's about 10% of the total Legion appearances. So How many has Jim Shooter got? Uh, I was still missing a lot. At the mm. time, he only had, like, 44, but I still had a lot I needed to register. Right, okay. Keith Giffen had 168, and then uh, oh, yeah, Tom Giffen. McCraw, Mark Wade, Tom Payer. Does Giffen get when? What about when Giffen does plot by Keith Giffen? Does he get a credit? Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. The I way like, I was doing it. I like. No, it's good. I like. I like. I, I agree. He should. I was just just questioning yeah. that. You know. Um, the same if he does the breakdowns on art. So sometimes he'll break down the story for the artist to draw. So do you count that uh, as one? I count it as one credit for writing and one credit for art. Okay. Yeah, correct. You're doing it correctly, Adam. There you go. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I like should probably make the distinction that he just did breakdowns, but... Wait, when you get to... the results, put it on the Legion Outpost page. For sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I do want to thank Legionnaires out there for your patience. Um, we've both had busy schedules, but we're very pleased to get this show out to you. Um, I do want to encourage you, please like us on the Facebook page. I know a lot of people have been liking us on Facebook. Give us a like on Twitter, at Legion Outpost. 
Um, obviously, there's the regular Signal of Doom show. I hope you're all listening to that. We we, we go into a lot of fucking detail, and um, it's a lot of fun. We're recording another episode tonight. Um, and if anyone's interested, uh, Adam and myself have just started our Dread or Dead podcast about Judge Dread, um, which has its own channel now as well, um, and it can be found at all, you know, uh, podcasts, uh, applications, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I do want to thank you, Adam, because uh, this has been a really, I think, excellent collection of issues, um, and a much, much. Uh, it was very interesting to read, actually. Yeah, agreed, man. There's a lot of gold in those hills. Yeah, man, for sure. And next time, we'll leave it up to Adam what to pick, because this was kind of my pick, and I want, I want, I want Adam to, you know. You can call the play in the next one, man, because I don't mind. You, I'll read whatever. I don't mind. I, I love this Legion stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I do want to say, look, if anyone's interested, we'd really appreciate it if you could support the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Um, that covers basically hosting fees for the for the shows, for Legion Outpost and for Signal of Doom, and it would be highly appreciated for as little as $1 per month. If there's nothing else, we will catch you next time in the 31st century. Good night. Thank <music> you.